today on the best podcast you've ever heard. And if you like any other podcast, well, then you're just dumb. And if you don't like if you don't like this podcast, and you're not a real gamer, and you're not a real podcast listener, so you just you just you just shut up because this is the best podcast ever. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhood Radio. My name is Charlie Worthley, a.k.a. your Technotronicorn. Candy Mountain, Charlie. And this week, I am joined by two of my good uh, longtime friends uh, from the uh, our uh, friends over at uh, the podcast, What the Grok. Uh, uh, to my one o'clock, I have Mr. Adam McCrimmon. Hey, how's it going? Good, Adam. Uh, now, how would, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how people might know you? Uh, well, I'm a co-host on What the Grok, along with the other person that's on the podcast today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why do you sound confused? I wasn't sure if I was supposed to talk about you yet. I'll, I'll get to, I'll get to the other guy. You can wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm second fiddle over here. <laughs> and um, well, what, what else? Uh, what else do you do out on the internet? Uh, well, I I work in advertising and do lots of stuff online in regards to advertising. I don't want to talk about my job too much in my personal life. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, and then to my uh, about uh, about ten thirty, I've got Mr. Joe Moeller. Hey, how's it going? Good, Joe. How are you doing? Not bad. Excellent. And uh, how would uh, how would folks might recognize your name? Uh, well, just from uh, just from basically what the rock. I don't really do much else other than that. Obviously, I work, but uh, <laughs> I'm a. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be changing jobs here soon. I'm going to be a uh, laboratory uh, equipment installation tech. So cool. Yeah. Nice. So um, these guys, um, they're going to help me on the show this week, um, but let's take a look at uh, what's coming out this week. So on Tuesday, December 9th, uh, we have Destiny, The Dark Below, the downloadable content coming out for PlayStation 3, 4, 360, Xbox One. Destiny finally uh, getting some additional content. I'm so excited. <laughs> Good. Uh, we've got uh, Lara Croft and the Temple of Osiris coming out for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I am excited about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Me and Michelle played um, the last one on co-op, and that was, uh, that was a good time. Uh, Fly Hunter Origins for PS3 and PC. No idea what that is. Did you say Fly Hunter? I yep. did say Fly Hunter Origins. Like, as in somebody who hunts flies? I, I assume it's someone who hunts with a fly fishing rod. Oh, this is a fishing game. No, see, I, it doesn't give me the ESRB ratings here, so, I mean, it could be the other kind of fly. I don't get it. What, like, like, like on pants. Oh. oh. <laughs> Which is an entirely hey, different so thing. But fly so Hunter it's Origins. <laughs> Conceivably. I have no idea. Uh, Juju, that's all in caps, J-U-J-U's, coming out for PS3. Uh, BOSS! Exclamation point uh, for the Vita. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, the Telltale series, episode one for PS3. Yeah. Apparently that, um, uh, the, it came out for the rest of the platforms last week. Um, but um, PS3 got delayed a week for some reason, apparently. Uh, Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, Director's Cut for PS4 and Xbox One. Did give the rating for that one? Uh, it does not. Dang it. <laughs> shit. Uh, the rating is shit. Don't play it. ESRB rating, man. Oh. <laughs> Rock Boshers DX, Director's Cut for PS4 and PS Vita. Scourge Outbreak for PS3. Suikoden 2 for uh, as a PS1 classic. And Tennis in the Face for PS4. That sounds like extreme tennis. I don't know. That, that, that game can't be real. <laughs> Somebody made that as a it's joke. On the list. <laughs> on, uh, and then a Thursday, uh, we've got um, Luc Lucidian? Lu Lu Lucadian? I have no idea. Chronicles Luc for a Wii U eShop. 
And uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2 is coming out for PC years after it came out on, uh, on uh, the other platforms. And uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Of course, uh, coming up in the last couple of weeks, you know, pretty much everything anybody cares about is already out for the holiday season. But looking ahead, we've got Guilty Gear X-Erd uh, coming out, which uh, you know, our friend Brian Lester was talking about last week. Loadout for PS4, Kalimba, Meme Run, Toys vs. Monsters. Yeah, really, really everything anybody cares about is out. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's coming out this week. I feel like, uh, X, did you say X13-2? Final Fantasy X13-2? Uh, Final Fantasy XIII. Final Fantasy XIII-2. Yes. You can tell how much I follow Final Fantasy. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was a square being like, hey, we need to make money. Uh, we have old code. Just make it work on a PC and release it. Somebody will buy it. It'll be great. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the first announcement this week like that. Yeah. <laughs> what would you be referring to, Joe? Unfortunately, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Uh, it's finally coming out. Uh, port, a, a plain vanilla, nothing special about it at all port coming out for the PlayStation 4. Oh, no, no, no. It's in 1080p, so I mean, like, but it's like the same graphics. So those giant pixels yeah, are yeah. just going to look that much better. <laughs> They're going to just like shave them off. A lot of definition on yeah. those big, big pixels. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going to stretch to fit the whole screen instead of... Anyways, um, so Adam, what uh, have you been playing recently? What have you been playing? Uh, so I so? regularly... Like, usually I don't play games really at all, video games really at all. Um, and I don't mean that completely. I mean that you know I, maybe once a month I'll sit down and play something. Uh, and over the past few months, I, I, you know, I sat down and played uh, Assassin's Creed 2 for a little while because I never actually played it. Um, I picked up Diablo 3 and I played that all the way through, which I really enjoyed. It had been the first game I played all the way through in a long time. But in the past week, I've actually played three different games, which is that's big for me. Golf a lot clap. of gaming in one Golf week. Clap. <laughs> I know, right? So uh, in the past week, I played uh, Raymond Legends. Excellent game. Yeah, fantastic. Yep. I was a big fan of uh, the Raymond game that came out just before that. For Origins. Origins, yeah. Like My wife and I loved that game. We yep. played it a lot. And I saw that I had a demo for Legends, so I, I played through the demo, and it was fantastic. Uh, there, there's a episode, or there's a, a, um, there's a level early on where it's a run-through level that Ray, like Raymond has, uh-huh. and it's to music. Black Betty. Yeah, it, it's to Black Betty, yep. and it like that hooked me, and I was like, oh, yep. I have to own this. This is so good. It, it was playing that in the demo that sold you. Yeah, that is what sold everybody. Yeah, on that. Um, I believe you are in the Players Club group on Facebook, correct? Uh, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. When that demo originally came out on the Wii U, everybody who had a Wii U at the time, all three of us, yeah, uh, <laughs> were basically like, oh man, did you guys play the demo yet? Yeah, did you guys play Black Betty? Yeah, uh, we're all buying this game, right? Yeah, <laughs> and. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the few demos I've actually gone back and played multiple times for that specific oh, yeah. level. I yeah. think my wife and I played that level three or four times in a row right yep. then. Yep. Just because it's so satisfying, yes. so well done. And this, like, I'm hoping that the rest of the game has another level like that. Because if not, I'm going to feel like it's a total bait and switch that I bought this game. Um, <laughs> well, we, uh, how, okay, I can tell you things. Wait, you shouldn't. Okay, all right. Let, let me be disappointed on my own, man. It's fine. But, I, uh, you know, at, at some point, when you have a level that's that well-constructed and the like, the sound is great, the level design's great, the interaction's really good, uh, I love the fact that Raymond Origins and Raymond Legends, both of them, they got rid of a lot of things that make those side-scrolling platformers annoying to play, yeah. like the entire idea of a life system. Mm-hmm. Like, I can just play this as many times as I want to to try and beat it. That's yep. how it should be. Yep. Uh, then I don't have to worry about that whole... I don't have to do any mental energy. To how many lives do I have left? 
And uh, I think that Legends is them kind of tweaking with the formula that made Origins so good mm -hmm. and making it that much better. So I've been really impressed with that. Cool. Uh, the other game, another game that I played is from 2008, is Space Invaders Extreme. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I have a friend of mine, Mr. Pants. Um, he is, uh, he's in like the top 50 players in the world for Space Invaders, the original cabinet Space Invaders. Wow, okay. Yeah, and he, uh, he got me into, or he got me into caring about Space Invaders and Space Invaders uh, spinoffs. So literally years ago, I downloaded this demo for Space Invaders Extreme, and I think I played it like once or twice, and I was like, okay, that sounds pretty interesting. I'm sorry, what, what platform? Uh, Xbox. Okay. Xbox 360. 360, okay. Yeah. So... This week, uh, I, have a, I have a daughter, she's just over one, and I was trying to find something to play um, that I could do that had lots of, uh, lots of loud noises and shiny colors and something that Bright, would get, get her excited. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll throw this on, because I remember it being kind of flashy. And I think I played it for like 30 minutes straight after, okay. I, after I started playing it. It's addicting, it's super fun. Like, it's what you wanted Space Invaders to be when you were a kid okay. playing the arcade version. I mean, the mechanics are still the same, okay, guys? So it's, they didn't muck it up. It's no, still Space no, no. Invaders. It's Space Invaders, okay. but with like added power-ups and bonuses that make it feel okay. like a lot more interesting and cool than it was before. Okay. Uh, the satisfaction you get from clearing a level, well, there's like a, there's power-ups you can get that will let you clear a level in seconds, and then the game keeps going and it keeps getting harder. I mean, it's, it's fun. Okay. It's very fun. Nice. So, uh, so there was those two, and then the other game that I played that actually just came out, so I'm finally on the cutting edge of a game that's out, is I played Tales from the Borderlands. Oh, okay. The Telltale Games, not Telltale Hearts. Right. I said Telltale Hearts to Joe earlier, and he's like, that's not a thing, <laughs> that's, dude. Yeah. That's not a game company. <laughs> right. uh, Telltale Games, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, episode one. I played that over the course of the last week, and that was, that was really fun. It was really well done. I'm a huge fan of the Borderlands franchise. So um, you, you played the other games? Yeah, yeah I played the did other you, games. Did you play the pre-sequel or whatever that stupid name was? You know, I have the pre-sequel. Okay. It's on my desk at home, still sealed in the packaging. Ah. Uh, because I had originally planned to play that online with a friend who hasn't yet gotten the game. Brian, I'm talking to you. <laughs> That's the other co-host from What the Grok. He was supposed to play that with me. He hasn't bought it yet. Uh, so it's still sitting at my desk. I just haven't opened it at all. And I kind of wanted to play something Borderlands. I saw that Telltale came out with one. I had played you know, most of the season one of The Walking Dead Telltale game. So I thought, oh, I'll give this a shot. And I was thoroughly impressed. It, it brings the story forward. Um, it's fun. It's got just enough of that humor and wit of Borderlands. I'll be honest, when I first started playing it, I really missed the free open world that Borderlands is. And, you know, the guns and the loot and the ammo. Sure. At the same time, the story is well constructed and very fun to go through. So, Okay. Now, um, I, I've only been, I haven't really been paying attention to this one, but this is the same format as like the Walking Dead game. Yeah, right? yeah. Same, same idea. It's, a yeah. it's one of the Telltale. Uh, what, what they call that system, like the Telltale System game, or whatever it is. Yeah. That that same thing is on, like just like the new Game of Thrones game. Same yeah, like same. the new Game of Thrones game, which cool. I'm also excited to uh, to play as well. Yeah. You know, Game of Thrones lives and dies in its story, and you know, a story game with that will be uh, will be probably be pretty cool. Um, the one thing I will say about the the new one, about the Borderlands one, is they've expanded upon, as far as I know, they've expanded upon what that control system was like in the first Walking Dead game. Okay. In Walking Dead season one. 
So Walking Dead season one, it was pretty much like, hey, move to move your move the thumbstick to the left. Right. Hit A. Hit X. Right. Hit B really fast. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty much what they did. And in this uh, this new one, there's actual like motions and direction you have to go. You have to swipe to the right. You have to swipe to the left. You yeah. swipe up. You have to hit a few buttons in a row, which means that when it does, there is gameplay. The gameplay feels a bit more immersive than you know the Walking Dead one did. Okay. Um, and then the other thing about this one is the first episode is told from the point of view of two separate characters who meet during the first episode. Okay. So you play through as one character, and then you start, and then you, in the same story, you play through as the other character. Okay. And I have a feeling that mechanism of getting through the game is going to feel really fun as you start to uncover more of what it's like to be in that world. Okay. And uh, for anyone who loves Borderlands 2, Zero makes an appearance. So. Cool. Well, now I have to buy it. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I said that. <laughs> So that's what I played. That's the stuff I played. I played those three games. For, for not being a heavy gamer, you had a busy couple of I weeks. I did. There. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I appreciate you, you know, studying up for the show. I did. I did. <laughs> when I saw Tales of Borderlands, I'm like, I have to buy it because I'm going to be on Gamerhead. So I got to talk about something. Excellent. And then when I bought the season pass, I went, ah, that's cool. I'll be on Gamerhead some other time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that works out for me. I want you to do me a favor. Um, after you've played through, um, after you've finished uh, Rayman Legends, yeah. I want you to call into the voicemail and just like let me know what you thought about the rest of the game. Okay. okay. All right. Cool. Joe, what have you been playing? Well, recently I've been playing Destiny nonstop. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's I love that game. It, is is <clears> it still, it, are, are you in the, it's the game I hate to love to play camp, or do you actually like the game? So, I actually, <laughs> I actually like the game. I'm... I have my my main character has been over level twenty for some time now. Is so, that the cap, or I'm sorry? No, I'm sorry. Yeah, twenty is the level cap. Okay. Uh, you can expand beyond twenty by by obtaining certain um, certain gear. Okay. And equipping that gear, the gear gives you added level, and if you change your gear, you change your level. So so your base level can stop at twenty, but then it can be augmented past that by gear. Got it. Exactly. So I mean. Right now, that character, the max, the max level with max armor is thirty right now. Okay. Uh, that's probably. I think that's going to change with the new patch. I don't know, but uh, with the expansion. But, that that um, would be typical of expansions. Usually, they bump the cap up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I was just getting ready for the new, uh, the new raid that starts at level thirty, and that um, so you have to be level thirty to get into it. And I'm not quite. I'm like level 28. Okay. But I have almost all the gears, so I was just screwing around this week trying to get it, and haven't gotten it quite yet. But, okay. Um, so that's that's one of them. The other the other one is um, is uh, crap. I just got it on Friday. The uh, the call a new Call of Duty. Uh, Advanced Warfare. Yep. Okay. Yep. I enjoy the hell out of that. Uh, actually, I didn't. I haven't played any multiplayer yet. Okay. Uh, I'm a big fan of the story. I was going to ask that question because I'm the same way. I only play Battlefield and Call of Duty games for the story. I don't, you know. I, I, There's a story in those games. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? Yeah, and it's actually quite good. Kevin Spacey's in it. For God's sake, he should just go buy. Go buy. Oh, it. I think I saw. I think I saw something show up on like my Facebook feed. It was an ad, mm-hmm. and uh, it had Kevin Spacey's face. And he was in a suit, and I thought it was going to be a House of Cards thing, and yeah. then it wasn't, and I was very disappointed. Yeah, but the, the characters look photorealistic down to, like, in the cutscenes. I had my room, a new roommate walked in when a cutscene was on. He's like, what you watching? And I was, he's like, oh, Kevin Spacey's in this. What is this? And, and I was like, it's, it's the new Call of Duty, man. And he's, he's like, really? Uh, yeah. He's like, that's, in, that's incredible. 
because like even the way they move their face like okay. with like their mannerisms when they talk that type of thing like the way that lips look eyes look you know it's all they got that all down to the point where it doesn't it feels more immersive now like watching the show anything else Joe? No, that's like I, I'm not as uh, apparently as big a gamer as Adam anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's no, weird. I, uh, I yeah, it's really weird. No, I, uh, I I just basically played. I played those two extensively. I didn't okay. play like I, I. I basically I sit down. I start playing something. I go, oh shit! I should go to bed. And then I wake up the next day. I start playing it again. So <laughs> that's basically how my weekend went. Cool. Um, I, on the other hand, have not played anywhere near as much as these two gentlemen. Um, I got some more time put into Child of Light, which I've talked about before, so I won't, uh, I won't gloss over it again. I'm still enjoying it, just, just chipping away at it. Um, I did pick up the first episode of the Game of Thrones uh, tell, uh, Telltale game. Um, I played it for like five minutes, and then I was like, oh shit, it's 2 a.m., I need to go to sleep. And so I won't, uh, I'm reserving any judgment, but I mean, I'm sure I'm going to like it. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll have to try and get, uh, get some time into that this coming week, because... Yeah, it should be good. Um, really, that that was all I got time to do this past week. It's been uh, it's been one of those weeks for me. Uh, one of those weeks where I, I didn't. I don't think I went to bed before like two a.m. any day this week. So yay, having <laughs> a job and being productive. Um, so yeah, can I ask you a question? Yes. So Telltale Games. Yes. Um, let me ask you a question about that. I've played through I think the first three episodes of season one of Walking Dead. You haven't finished season one. I have not finished season Neither one. Do you watch the show? Oh yeah, I watch the show religiously. I love the show. It is a mistake that you have not played the rest of the game. They don't tie in at all. <laughs> but I'm saying if you enjoy the show, I do. Like especially season one of The Walking Dead. There's a reason that that game won Game of the Year at the Video Game Awards. Last so year. He, so so here's the thing. I, maybe it's because I'm a fan of that genre and. I totally over... I mean, our show with the Grok is about, like, the whole geek culture and specifically usually about um, comics, movies, and, and TV. Sure. And I don't know if it's because of that, because I'm so into that world. I kind of saw where it was going every single episode so far. Like, I figured out where episode three was going, like, the moment that we walked there. I figured out where episode two was going, you know, right after we got there. And, like... I just, for me, I kind of felt like I'm not sure if I want to dedicate any more time because I'm not really surprised. I'm a little invested in the two main, two-ish main characters, but in the, for the most part, I kind of felt like ah, I kind of see where this is going. I'm not. Is uh, it worth it? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, okay, so I, I'm trying to think back. I currently do not recall if I found what happened. To, if I had, if if I had predicted what happened. In general, I try and turn that part of my brain off whenever I'm watching something or doing something. Like I, right. I, I make a concerted effort to not try and figure out what's happening, just because I, I like to be surprised, which is you know just, it's just right. how I do it. Um, what I can say is, even if I did know what was coming, the way that it was presented, and the way that it was done, was still very, very good. Yeah, like the uh, the end of the farmhouse, um, yeah. this the farmhouse with the brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the end of that farmhouse. Like I, I was, I was impressed with the way they told the story. But at the same time, I kind of felt like, wow, I could have gotten here, you know, way faster if it, this wasn't a story game. If this yeah. was, I was just watching this or I was reading a comic book. Right, right, right. Um, so I guess I. I was just looking for, like, is it meaty enough when you get to the end of it? Like, I'll, the first episode, the first, like, half of the first episode impressed the hell out of me. It, it, okay, yeah. Yeah, and there, that I, has kept me going up till now. I do, recall, about, that, I do recall there being, like, like the level of just, like, just, just, just like the satisfaction level started off high with the first episode. Yeah. Kind of dipped to two and three, but then it came up back okay. to where it started with four and so five. So four and five are probably worth going back, finishing, 
I mean, I, I, I mean, I would say yes. Okay. Because yeah, I've also played through and finished all of season two as well. And um, is season two good? Not as good as season one. Okay. But being a fan of the series and being a fan of, um, you know, the characters that make it from season one to season two. Yeah. Um, I won't say who, but um, please don't. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Um, yeah, I, I hate spoilers. So you don't have to worry about that for me. Um, uh, be, be, just being a fan of the characters that do make it, um, I it, I was invested enough in those characters to want to continue playing and see what happened to them. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Then I will check it out. Thank you. What I will say, um, just just as a as, as a pro tip, is that the um, uh, with season one, the um, like the bonus like uh, episode, like uh, it was like nine hundred days or so, something days. Oh, I, right, I forget yeah. the number. Not worth it. Not worth it. Not worth it. Okay. I, I was hoping at the time that 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 your decisions in that would factor into season two. If they did, I don't. I didn't see any of it. It gotcha. seemed to be completely just like a one-off thing and had no impact whatsoever under the rest of the story. Does so. uh, does season one factor in season two? Yes. Good. Yes. The uh, the one thing I, the thing I noticed in um, I think what got me to like kind of shut that off and go like ah I'm not going to worry about it right now is I went back in to start playing episode four after like two weeks or so of, of finishing episode three mm-hmm. and I was like all right cool so I'm going to I'm going to get back into this and you know I'm going to see how four and five go you know two and three felt a little eh but that's fine and then I saw there was like new content to download and it was like the, and I'm thinking to myself like ah, I still have episode two to get through so it got the, it became this weird thing of like. Man, there's too much here for me to do, <laughs> and it wasn't that good. I'm gonna go do something else. I, but if four and five are great, then I will definitely go back and do them. Um, I, I I hope I do not lead you astray, but I like I say, I enjoyed them. So. Okay, all right. Okay, so that's what we've been up to this last week. But before we get into what the industry's been up to this uh, this last week, I want to re-remind all listeners, in case you've missed it or um, have forgotten or haven't had time, that Gamerhead Radio is currently running our first listener survey slash census. Um, so if you could please um, find a, a couple minutes to go to survey.gamerheadradio.com and um, if you could uh, just answer some brief questions in terms of what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, your favorite parts of the show, the parts of the show you think could be better, um, and just a, and uh, we, we talk about some ideas we have about where we want to take the show and some different things we want to try, and also just ask some just general um, just dem- demographics questions just so we can get a sense of uh, who's listening to the show, just so we can make sure we're directing our conversations towards the right people. Um, so if you could find some time to go there and let us know what you think, um, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, again, that is survey.gamerheadradio.com, and um, it, it will just take a, a minute or two of your time. So, uh, appreciate anybody who's able to do that. So, let's take a look and see what the industry has been up to this last week. All right, so coming in number five, um, you may or may not have seen recently that uh, a gentleman managed to pick up a, um, a Samus Aran amiibo. From, a, from his local Best Buy, um, but uh, he didn't even realize uh, until uh, one of his friends pointed out that um, something different about this particular uh, particular Samus. This, uh, this, this Samus has um, two blasters uh, instead of uh, one blaster and one arm. This, uh, this, uh, due to apparently a manufacturing error, there's a blaster on both arms. And um, so then, um, as anyone does properly, he immediately posted this on Reddit and got enough traction that he decided that it was popular enough to try and sell it on eBay, which he did and sold it for $2,500. Nice. Good job, dude. <laughs> um, Good work. Yeah. So, I mean, 
What, no, what is, so I'm gonna be the dumb, the video game idiot in the room. What's an amiibo? What's okay. that for? What's so, that do? So, so this is Nintendo. Okay, so you're familiar with Skylanders? Yeah. This is Nintendo Skylander. Okay. This is um the uh, the two games that I'm aware of that they work with right now. Uh, are most importantly, is Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. And cool. then uh, also with um uh, the the newest uh, Mario Kart. Oh, and so the those are two good franchises to make that work with. Yeah, so um, same, same basic idea, little figures with NFC chips in them. Um, cool. The Wii U gamepad has the NFC reader built right into the gamepad, and so you just take your figure and tap it there. And the idea is that you can bring this amiibo into the game and like level it up and train it. Uh-huh. And um, but then you can then take it into other games. And so like when you do things with, I I I am not the best person to talk about this with, but I understand that you can like take some of its characteristics and things like that. Um, and like leveled up in Smash Brothers, and of course, then you could take it to a friend's house and use it to fight against them or something like that. Oh, cool! And um, is it stored on the figure? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the, like the, the figure itself. Yeah. The the the, the, ah. the NFC chip is writable, and so yes, you can. Take it's like, it's like a really complicated card. memory card. Uh, yes, I suppose <laughs> you could say. Um, and then they've they've talked about um, how amiibos are amiibos are going to be built into um, more games in the future. So Neat. people are imagining things where like you could be playing like the next Mario Brothers, but then you could take your like your your Samus Aran amiibo and like zap Samus into Mario Brothers for as an as a, as an imaginary example. But that's beat, the kind of thing. And then beat Mario Brothers in like the quickest time ever. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. But um, yeah, they have um a whole host of them. I um I, you know they have like all uh, you know they're all based on like. The you know Smash Smash Brothers characters, okay, um, and so they have Samus, Link, uh, Mega Man, uh, Sonic, Mario, Luigi, of course, all, all the all the Mario Brothers trope is in there. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, pretty much anybody that you could care about out of, out of Smash Brothers, and they're they're constantly coming out with more. Um, I know you're a fan of Loot Crate, correct? Oh yeah, I I, I do have that. Um, Loot Crate actually did a special thing with Amiibo where you could basically do special Amiibo Loot Crates where you would get like extra stuff with them. Oh, so um, interesting. So yeah, it's um. It's uh, you know, between between the Amiibo and Smash Brothers and uh, the newest Mario Kart. These three things are the things that have pulled Nintendo back into the black. So, oh, um, all right yeah, then, good for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess keep your eyes out for any other um, mismanufactured Amiibo figures because you could uh, make a quite a pretty profit. On yeah, what do they cost? Like five, ten dollars? No, they're thirteen, thirteen, fifteen, thirteen dollars. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. all right. That's still a good return, twenty five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm sorry. If it costs ten dollars, <laughs> I'll sell it for fifteen hundred. But fifteen dollars is that's too much. I get a second day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in number four, uh, Sony is tugging at the heartstrings of original PlayStation owners with um, a uh, a paint variant on their PlayStation Four, their twentieth anniversary edition. Uh, I, I have to say, this thing is just beautiful. Um, it is, um, as you would imagine, it is the, what do they call it? They call it original gray. So yeah. if you remember the, the original old school flip top um, PlayStation console, it is that color gray and the, con- and the controller matches and uh, they actually went to the effort of having the camera be painted in the same thing too, which is, uh, which is uh, some nice effort there. It also has um, some, sp- some, uh, some nice uh, logos and other, um, other uh, decorative um, accoutrements on the console. But um, but yeah, this uh, oh it also has a custom theme on the console. Um, uh, I have not seen if the theme is going to be downloadable otherwise or not, but um, I would kind of imagine that it's going to be um, because that's easy money. Um, but uh, yeah, the the package with the camera is going to be going for around four ninety nine. But if you're looking for one, definitely keep your eyes open because there are only going to be twelve thousand three hundred units available worldwide, um, and with a very limited supply in the U.S. and Canada. So um, 
if you manage to get one, here, here comes another scenario where you might be able to make some money on eBay. Yeah. But, um, but uh, man, if, if, I, if I, you know, I've talked before, I haven't. Oh, and, and the consoles do have a badge on them. They're individually numbered as well. So oh, nice. it's uh, definitely a nice touch. Um, you know, I've talked before about how I, um, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting ready to say, okay, it's worth it for me to get a PlayStation 4 now. Um, if I saw one of these on a shelf somewhere, I wouldn't even think about it. That, that would be going right on the old credit card. Um, you can pre-order, but, I'm sure. Um, can, I, you know, I would... I don't know the answer to that for you know, either I'm, way. I'm like 90% sure. But a limited edition one, though? Yeah. Because then people would just pre-order all of them and then... They did the same thing, thing with the, the day one edition of, that, of Xbox One. Ah, you are correct. Sony says pre-orders open on December 6th, which has happened. So that was those yesterday. are gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so record that was yesterday, yes. Um, so, yeah, um, unless you happen to be time traveling somehow, you've missed your chance to get one of these. I at, don't know. They probably, they, probably still have, they probably still have them available. You think so? Yeah. You know what? During our next break, we're going to find out. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going <laughs> to, on the air, watch as Charlie goes into debt buying one. <laughs> right. Uh, I'd like five, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that would potentially make that, accurate. The only yes. thing that would make that cooler is if they had, they had the. Uh, you remember the old original PlayStation? How it had like the, um, like the I don't want to say spikes, like the 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 ridges cut into the sides. Yes. For venting. Mm-hmm. That would be the only thing cooler is if they had the the ridges in the side for venting. Like like painted on? Because no 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 no. I'm actually plastic. Can't stand it up anymore. Yeah, I mean that would that would be cool. Um, you know, having to manufacture an alternate part would definitely drive the manufacturing costs up. But yes, that would definitely be cool. Um, no, but the, the fact that they went to the effort of painting the camera, I think, is my favorite part about this because that is that the is controllers for limited that, edition too. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's um, you know they they already have different colors of the controllers out, so adding a color to that is not that big of a deal. Same thing with the console, but right. the adding adding the console uh, adding the color to the camera is 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 my favorite touch about this entire package. Um, so, um yeah. it's it's sold out. Yeah, yeah. Where? According to <laughs> Sony's website, we appreciate your interest, but we have no more inventory. Apologies for the inconvenience. On Sony's website, I mean, you're sure it's not purchasable through any other retailers like GameStop, Best Buy. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, looking at the pre, I'm looking at their website to see if you can pre-order it. Through Sony, yes. Yeah, and they that's, say it's, it's gone. That's, di- that's different. They might have given a certain amount to certain Well, if anybody shows. happens to come across a one available, please uh, send it to the show uh, editors at GamerHead Radio. Oh, you know, just send it to Charlie at GamerHeadRadio.com, <laughs> please. And, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give you a shout-out on the next show. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's really pretty. Coming to number three, um, Steam is uh, stepping on Twitch's toes a little bit. Um, Steam is going to be basically integrating live streaming capabilities in directly into their main client, and um, kind of going up against um, uh, uh, you know up against uh, Twitch's line of business, so to speak. Um, now I was parsing the details of this a little bit in an article off of Joystick. So basically, what it sounds like is that the streaming is basically going to be enabled by default, but somebody has to ask for permission to see your stream. Um, and when you do it, apparently the first time somebody asks, it'll come up and it'll um, give the, the, you know, the person being asked the full course of options, to basically, so they can choose like permissions and whether or not somebody has to ask and things like that, I guess. And then, um, and then, uh, and then, and then, yeah, and from there, it's, it's pretty much like you'd expect they'll be able to see their gameplay. Um, Twitch has responded to this, and their, their quote is that uh, we are huge fans of Steam and work with Valve regularly. 
on various events and product integrations. While Steam's broadcasting solution and the Twitch platform are very different things with vastly different feature sets, it's really validating to see a company like Valve embrace streaming in this way. Live video is the future of social connectivity for gamers, and this is another proof point. We wish them the best of luck. So, do either of you guys play on Steam? Yeah. Yeah. Do either of you guys stream on Twitch? Yeah. So, do you see yourself doing it on Steam instead? No, I don't, I don't do it on PC. <clears throat> because oh, of, because okay. Of the hoops you have to jump through. I do. I do do it on, on PS4. Okay. Because it's it's stupid simple. But and I've done it before on on Twitch. Um, All right. Well, so then that being said, it sounds like this is going to be relatively simple for because it's basically going to be built into the Steam client. It doesn't sound like you're going to have to do anything extra. I don't think it's so. I don't look at it like it's competition. Okay. For, for Twitch, no more than like NBC is competition for CBS. Okay. You I, know, like they're sure. they're different. They're different channels. You know, yeah. they're, they're different audiences. Different, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, like, I think it's cool that they're doing it because anytime you can make it easier for people to make digital media, do it because the the better the pool gets. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with Joe in this one. I, I don't. I think that it's going to be uh, just a, a, a cost of entry at some point here. Um, the idea that you can stream pretty much anything that you're doing seems like it's going to be pretty ubiquitous pretty uh, in the near future. Sure. So to me, Steam adding this is just kind of a logical next step. Like, they kind of have to add yeah. it. Um, anyway, any articles that are kind of positioned this as, as like, oh, no, watch out, Twitch, you got big competition. Uh, you don't because, you don't. frankly, the people who are – like, there's a big enough audience that both of these services as well as 10 others can live and they'll all be able to make money off what they're doing. Um, the other side, on the other side of the coin, I will say is that uh, one thing Twitch has done a really good job of is it's not just video gaming, yeah. but it's gaming in general. Yeah, like Anything, Twitch has become pretty much yeah. like the um, the place to watch any Magic the Gathering uh, tournaments and pro tours. Oh, see, I didn't even realize that that they yeah. were doing like like tabletop on there also. Yeah, they're doing tabletop as well. So I think okay. you know, I mean, and frankly, Twitch lives. Uh, came about and lives in a world with YouTube, and YouTube will let you do streaming as well. It won't let you go to the, the you know the lengths, you know the the length of time that Twitch goes to. But there's room in this world for all of those services to exist at the same time. You have now made me want to stream every Cards Against Humanity game I ever play again on Twitch. Yeah. Right, <laughs> totally. Yeah. You should. I never even thought about that. Yeah. There's a large audience of people out there who are just streaming like kitchen table games of Magic. Um, Wizards uses the, uses Twitch to stream all of the uh, Pro Tours and World Championships. Okay. Um, I know this because I watched a Pro Tour, part of a Pro Tour on Twitch one time, and now I literally get a notification every time that Wizards official channel starts because you follow the channel. Yeah. Yeah, because I followed the channel. Uh, so I, I think there's there's plenty of room for this, and um, I think it's just going to be something that more and more people do on a regular basis, just because they can. Sure. And the other side of it too, of course, is that you know Twitch is. Pretty platform agnostic, not 100%, but well, you know, you can stream on Twitch on, on right. Xbox One, you can stream on Twitch on the PS4, you can even stream on Twitch on um, some Android tablets like the NVIDIA, uh, the whatever they're whatever that thing is called, the Shield, uh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, so uh, I don't see I don't see Steam streaming abilities on any of those other platforms, and so no, I mean, so. and it's really awesome because like I like I've done a uh, a 24-hour gaming marathon in the past, mm -hmm. and I streamed that whole thing. For, like, Extra Life? Yeah, yeah Extra nice. Life, exactly. Um, now, I streamed that whole thing for my PS3 because PS4 wasn't out at the time, but 
it would have been so much more convenient to do it the way it is now. Sure. And I could have, like, say I owned an, you know, an Xbox One and, and a PS4. I could easily jump from one system to the other system mm-hmm. in the same marathon and not even barely break pace. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's so awesome to have those services ingrained in that way. Like, you won't be able to do that with the Steam thing. Yeah. You know, it'll be cool to be able to to do that kind of if, you, if that's all. If that's your, your choice of gaming platform is PC, then it's nice that they put this in there. It'll be interesting to see if like like Sony or Microsoft try and like take this on themselves. I mean, it's like, I don't know why they would because the Twitch integration is so solid. Right. But you know, uh, you know, yeah. companies like that like to kind of bring things in house if they can. Yeah. Sony's so, too busy trying to st- figure out how to stream games properly and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We we've, we've talked about um, PlayStation now and on on, on on previous episodes and yeah. Getting uh, getting rid of that lag is definitely a higher priority. So. Well, it's 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 not that bad right now. Like, has I, it gotten better? Like, I played in the beta. Yeah, I like, played. I played in the, the closed beta. Yeah, the original closed beta. Uh-huh. Is bad. Okay. It was bad. Yeah. But now it's significantly better. I, I okay, good. Give it a shot again if you can. But okay, good. Cool. cool. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it was, but I was playing just some just some. I was playing sniper or something. I was playing some just like platformy game. Like three okay. D platformer and like the lag just in just even in that and just trying to like land it was on like a two second delay. It was pretty. It was really bad. So, um, so yeah. Well, no, it's good to know that's gotten better. So, cool. all right. Coming to number two. Um, depending on how much uh, credence you give to this kind of a thing, you may or may not actually care. But the video game awards were this last week, and uh, so we're just gonna kind of go through like the list of uh, winners and just kind of see what we think. So I'm gonna start at the bottom. You know, do it like they do, and uh, so best indie game. Uh, it was Shovel Knight. Anybody play that? Oh man, I know that's come. That's that's finally coming to PS4 soon, with a different with character. Kratos. Yeah, and I'm so excited for that. <laughs> what is this game? It's to Shovel Knight. It's a side scroller. Basically, the the gameplay watching that reminded me of Ducktales for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, but basically, you have a you're a knight, a full on like in in your garb knight with like shield and stuff, like all that. But you have a shovel. You don't have a sword. You have a shovel. Okay. And when, yeah. when, when you get hit, does your armor come off and then you're in like boxes Thank with parts you. on them? <laughs> it should. Because <laughs> that's what it makes me think. But, uh, okay, cool. Uh, best action game, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, I currently have that sitting still that wrapped in plastic on my shelf. But, you um, need to play that game. Yeah, okay. It's really good. And it, like, I started playing that game in a time in my life when I just got a new job and I was not having any time to play video games. And that, that's an awesome game to sit there and be like, I got a few hours to kill. Like short spurt game? Yeah, let me, okay. let me do stuff and feel in, like completely, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> immersed in the game. Okay. Completely immersed in the game and not have to devote hours on end to it at a time. See, that's good because a lot of, that's one of, that's one of the things that's so hard for me to find, you know, just because, like, I... If you include the podcast and, and and my personal clients, I essentially have like three jobs right now, and yeah. so like the time that I have to play video games is few and far between, as listeners are are aware of. And so having a game where I can just that's that's also one of the reasons why I play mobile games so much, just because it's like it's those are very much designed to be able to just play in the minutes that you have between other things, and so. Having a game, it's probably not minutes, but still a game that you can play in short spurts. Like yeah, that. You'll, I mean, you'll want to give it like thirty minutes to an hour. Oh, that's you know, like, yeah, that's perfect. But yeah, if you're you can play it, you can play it for hours and hours on end. Sure, but sure, sure. Yeah, you can also feel fulfilled with a thirty minute. Excellent. Minute game. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. So, best narrative, Valiant Hearts, which also won for Game for Change. I'm actually not sure what that award is, but uh, um, 
But Valiant Hearts. Now, this is um, just to make sure that my brain is not lying to me right now. This is the uh, UbiArt game that was like the World War II game, right? World War One. World War One. Okay, I yeah. don't think you have the right game because we have talked about it previously, and I yeah love it. It looks beautiful. I haven't. I, you just reminded me to buy it because I totally. It's want been on to. sale a couple times, and so I imagine it'll come up on sale again. But um, yes, very, very, very good. Um, Adam, this is based on the same engine that the Rayman games are on. Oh, so it, really? So it has that same, yeah. There's um, this one, and then the game I mentioned I've been playing, Child of Light. <coughs> um, these are all um, games based on the what they call the UbiArt framework. Oh, okay. And so that, it's there, that whole, like, like side-scrolling but, like, drawn, like, look yeah, to yeah. it. Yeah, so the, it, it's um, you know they're they're very they're very much different games. Like in, in I would imagine the, the art direction and the sound direction is very different as well. Yeah, well, World War One game versus yeah, the Rayman yeah. game versus well, the Rayman game. More to the point, Child of Light is a straight up RPG. Oh, okay. And so um, like with turn based battle and everything, hmm. but um, but yeah, Valiant Hearts. Um, you know it. Uh, I, I use this term already, but I'm gonna use it again. It definitely tugged at the heartstrings in a different way than the PlayStation Four console does. Nice, <laughs> but, uh, nice. Yeah, it's um. It's a, a very, very, very good game. Highly recommended. Cool. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what the game for change award is, but um, I'm pretty sure didn't they give away a, a bulk of their proceeds to um, to returning veterans and veterans? You know assistance? what? I think you're right. I, I'm pretty sure that was what it was all about. Was PTSD yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe you are correct there. In which case, yeah, well deserved. Uh, best shooter went to Far Cry 4. Uh, you guys play Far Cry? I have not played Far Cry 4. I played I played a little bit of Blood Dragon, uh, but I haven't played 4. I've, I've never played a Far Cry game. Blood Dragon is the only Far Cry game I've ever played. Oh. And, oh my god, it was so good. Adam, Michael you, you Ironside. <laughs> oh, just genius. Adam, so are you familiar with Blood Dragon at all? No. So Blood Dragon was actually... You love it. it. It was originally announced as an April Fool's Day joke. Okay. Which then became real. Um, love when that happens. Yeah, and um, it is... It is so 80s, it hurts. Like, it is so good. Like, to the point where the loading screen is the old school VCR tracking indicator. Nice. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you too much more because the it's, color it's scheme, just. The scheme, I mean, very much like purple and, and like neon pink and like just like those types of yeah. colors. Like 80s sci like sci fi action. Like G.I. Joe. Yeah. Uh, you guys, uh, my interest is peaked. Yeah, it's so, but it's a, it's a standalone DLC title, you can like buy arcade it. title. You don't have to buy Far Cry Three; you can just yeah. buy this DLC. Well, yeah. It's like fifteen bucks now, I think. Uh, Twenty bucks, if that. I would say I would I would not be surprised if it was closer to ten now because it's been out for so long. But um, but yeah, ten fifteen bucks at you know at the most. Oh, cool, nice. It's Absolutely. first person shooter. You can play. Yep. <laughs> so I, I am I, I do enjoy those. But yes. the, but the sense of humor in the game is what makes it for sure. Cool. Uh, so yeah, uh, best remaster, Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, I'm oh. not surprised at that. Maybe there'll be less styrofoamy this time around. <laughs> um, best sports or racing game, Mario Kart Eight. All right. Really? Yeah. For best sports or racing game? Yeah. Which way you know, to go, Mario Kart? Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs> I guess best doesn't mean most realistic, which is totally fine with me. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, best esports, Matthew. I don't know how to read this. Best. I guess this is his screen name, Nade Shot. Hag Matthew Nade shot Hag best esports. So I guess he's a he's a competitive player, and they named him the best player. Is oh. the best I'm getting out of this? I'm sorry, I don't follow competitive competitive video gaming, so I, I don't can't really talk about that. Developer developer of the year. Who do you guys think would have won this? Just off the top of your head. Uh, EA EA should win this. <laughs> did you? Did you? Not even with a straight face. Couldn't pull it off. Adam bursts into flames. That's him screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that is not correct. Joe, do you have a guess? Uh, CCP. 
Um, nope. Uh, Nintendo. Damn. Oh, right. Yeah. Good job, Nintendo. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Did you listen to the last episode by any chance, Adam? Uh, I listened to parts of it. Did you listen to us talk about the award that EA won? No. What did they um, win? Oh, they, again? Did they win it again this year? Not that award. Okay. Um, actually, a good award. Um, they They were nominated one of the best it's... places for LGBT quality. Oh, nice. Oh. Blew my mind. Wow. <laughs> Well, you know what? If they're not going to give a shit about their their the consumers, the products, their fans, customer service, yep. customer service, at least they give a shit about their employees. Yes. So at least there's that. <laughs> um, industry icon Roberta and Ken Williams. Um, I'm sorry, right now that name is not ringing a bell. I, I, I know it should, but it's just not. When someone gets an icon award, they, it probably they probably should ring a bell. I, yeah. I, but I don't know who that is either. I'll have to look that one up later. Uh, best fighting game: Smash Brothers for Wii U. I'll take that. Of course. Uh, best mobile game, Hearthstone, the World of oh, Warcraft yes. yeah. hard-playing game. Yes. Hearthstone is fantastic. Anybody um, out there, McAdams, M-C-A-T-O-M-S, that's my username on Hearthstone. Feel free. There you go. Uh, composition Award, uh, Martin O'Donnell. Um, I, I'm sorry, I, I doesn't give me a list here of what he's done, but good job, Martin. <laughs> um, trending Gamer. So this is an award, seriously? Trending Gamer went to Total Biscuit? I feel dirty for even saying that. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that we're in an age where award shows read off screen names. <laughs> awesome. Like, it's very exciting. Best score went to Destiny. It, it, it is a beautiful score. However, it's pretty, it's pretty funny because didn't they fire the guy? That that made the score. Um, they parted ways under very like the I'm guy never from the Beatles, work. right? Paul McCartney. What? <laughs> did, no, did it? Did, wasn't was it really? wasn't Paul McCartney? Didn't he help out with the score of Destiny? I thought he did. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Which he, I pretty much believe that after he was done, he pretty much said later and like has had nothing to do with it well, since it was, or something it, like that. It was a ten year uh, ten year development cycle on yeah. that game. So, yeah. uh, also picked up for best online experience, which I'm a little surprised at. Considering the the initial uh, the, the initial speed bumps, but I guess they picked it up enough to, 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 to get that one. Yeah, well, I mean, Destiny is all about the online interaction and like the single player. Like, there's there. I guess you could play it single player, but wh- why? The, 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 <laughs> that, that, see, it sounds like Borderlands to me in that aspect. It's not. It's not as good as Borderlands per se. Okay, but for a certain direction. Well, <laughs> wait, hold on. Did you just say that Destiny is not as good as Borderlands? In a certain, yeah, from a certain point of view. That's awesome. Yeah, from a certain point of view, it's really not. It's not the same. It's not the same type of game, but it is. It That's is. right, Gearbox. You guys can ask. Keep yeah, going. It, <laughs> I can ask they, Gearbox. They do. Uh, best performer went to Trey Parker for his work in South Park: The Stick of Truth. Yes, thank you. Oh, I, so good. You just remind me of another last gen game I have to buy. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, you know that's um, that's that's a game that I that I got I think maybe a quarter of the way through and then just got distracted with other things. It's still sitting in the Xbox 360 in my bedroom as it has been for the last well since we moved into this house. So um, yeah, that's I, I, I need to get back to that also because I'm a I'm, I'm not a diehard South Park fan, but it's a I, long game, isn't it? Um, I mean, for an RPG, it's short. Well, I mean, um, for a South Park game, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, for a sixty dollars South Park game, it's I mean, it's only like twenty twenty five hours or something like that. Hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it, absolutely worth getting. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that makes South Park what it is is the quality of the voices. So, not surprised at that at all. And so, game of the year. So, let me ask, um, Adam, if you, what would your game of the year be out of everything that was released Ooh. in twenty fourteen? In twenty fourteen, with the nominees. 
Yeah, um, nominees. That, we that would help. That. Yeah, we need to know that. Um, okay, so so first of all, um, I, I just want to throw in here. I've discovered something I was not aware of. This is not the Spike Video Game Awards that has taken place every year. This is something oh. new. This is the Game Awards, which is put on by um, um, Jeff Keeley. I'm pronounce, probably pronouncing his name wrong, but um, this is something apparently completely different. Um, but um, Spike has not announced if they are going to be doing a their Video Game Awards show again this year. So it may have just jumped ship or something like that. But anyways, that being said, the nominees um, for... Game of the Year are Bayonetta 2, Dark Souls 2, Dragon Age Inquisition, Hearthstone, or Shadow of Mordor. All right. So, Game of the Year with those nominees. Yes. Hearthstone. Okay. That game is phenomenal. Okay. Have you guys played this? Have you played Hearthstone? None. I am not a card game or a World of Warcraft guy. So we'll we'll let let you guys pick your. uh, (laughs) We'll let you pick your uh, your favorites for Game of the Year, and then we should talk about a little bit of Hearthstone. Okay. I'm gonna say, for me, it was a little bit of a toss-up when you were reading them. Okay. Between Dark Souls Two and uh, and Shadow of Mordor. Okay. Uh, They're a bit different, but having played Dark Souls One a bit. And having played through Shadow of Mordor, I gotta say, probably Dark Souls 2. Okay. That would be my pick. All right. Um, I feel like a horrible gamer because I have not played a single one of these games yet. Um, but uh, we are all wrong. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, which, um, you know, I, I have heard fantastic things about this game. I, I, I haven't gotten into the Dragon Age series. I'm, I'm a Mass Effect guy, not a Dragon Age guy, so I'm on that side of the camp. So, so yeah, not, not particularly surprised at, um, at, Dragon Age, Drag, at Dragon Age Inquisition winning just based on the, um, the reviews that I've read. So um, that's, the, uh, that's the Video Game Awards, so congratulations to all the winners, especially um, that one guy who actually won an award and had his gamertag read online. That has to be super exciting for his parents. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, number one, a sad note, you know, as, um, as longtime listeners know us here, here on Gamerhead Radio, we like to pay respects when... Um, uh, icons of the industry leave us, and so um, following along that same thing, we are we are sad to report that Ralph Bear has uh, passed away. Um, if you're not familiar, Ralph Bear is essentially the father of all video game consoles ever. Um, as Kotaku reports, renowned inventor, a holder of over 150 patents, uh, Bear's most famous work was designing the machine that would become the Magnavox Odyssey, the world's very first home video games console. Every console and handheld that has come since. Well, you can all trace it back to the Odyssey. Um, you can find on YouTube footage of him testing uh, what he called the brown box back in 1969. Imagine video game consoles existed in 19 in in the in the 60s. Nice. Um, uh, even more impressive, born in Germany in 1922, Bear's family fled the Nazis only two months before the infamous Kristallnacht attacks. I'm sure I mispronounced that. My German is not that great. And, on Jewish stores and homes. Uh, from Holland, they moved to America, where Bear's work in electronics would accumulate in 2006, with him being awarded the National Medal of Technology by President George W. Bush for his work in pioneering the video game industry. So... Um, Ralph Bear, wherever you are, we are hope that you are um, at peace, and we thank you for your contributions to everything that we love so much here. So, thank you very much. So, with that, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about fanboys. Let's do that. The most basic and concise definition of a fanboy that I was able to find is off of the Wikipedia disambiguation page. Which, which says that a fanboy is a person considered to belong to one or more fandoms to a point of obsession. I think that pretty much sums it up uh, pretty well. Yeah. Um, so now, 
See, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. As, 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 I've, as I've been called the noted fanboy. No, like the, the only reason I don't disagree with I, I don't agree with that uh, is primarily because when I think fanboy, I think someone who is a basically most of that definition I agree with. Okay. Except for except for like the point of obsession. The point of obsession is, is you're you're a fan. That's that's what you do. That's what fandom is. However. Um, to the, I would say to the point where they ignore other, they ignore or denigrate other forms of of entertainment. So, like for instance, someone who would go like, ah, it's garbage, it's Xbox, blah, PS4 all the way, or PC Master Race, blah, you know, like those assholes, those those guys are, I would say, are fanboys. Okay. But yeah, no, someone who who just has a preference is is different. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll accept that. I would also expand on the definition a bit to say that um, that um, fanboys are fans of whatever the whatever the topic is, almost to the point of being unreasonable about it. Yeah, um, that's true. Like like where, and and almost to the point of where like just blindly accepting they can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like um, you know, uh, y- yes. I mean that kind of puts it together. Adam, would you expand on the definition at all? Well, so what I would actually ask is what I would say is that. The, the definition of fanboy that you guys are throwing, like, throwing around right now, that, to me, is what fan, like, the idea of a fanboy has become. Yeah. Is, you know, the, app, the, the classic Apple fanboy that Apple does everything awesome and everything else is shit. Mm-hmm. Or the classic um, uh, you know, PC gamer, as you just put exactly. it, Joe. The, the downside of that, though, is that if that's a fanboy... Then and, and a fan is just someone who likes something. If that's really what it's become now in, in common nomenclature, right? Okay. Then what is the one in between? Super fan. Well, in in, in English we don't really have a word for it. In Japanese they call it otaku. Otaku is so an otaku is someone who is who is super into a, a certain thing. Okay. You know, uh, like cosplay or you know, like My Little Pony, for instance, or like. PlayStation or right. you know whatever they they love that thing a lot. It's not that they hate other things; they just have blinders on for that thing. Right? They just they, they absolutely love, love that yeah, thing. Exactly. There's nothing like they don't. They're not denigrating anyone else. Right. They're not a, you know not against someone else. They're just the fact they love that thing. So in English, that's the, a super fan. Super fan, I think, is what because I think if it is super fan, then that's kind of sad to me hmm. because the idea of. <laughs> Because of the idea of a, like a fanboy or a fangirl, like the the wholesome version of that phrase is something that I you know feels really good. It's a, but it's, it's it's used negatively in conversation because yeah. some, if somebody comes up to you and says uh, if you, if you express any sort of opinion on on a, on a matter, someone can just immediately negate that by going, "Oh, you're just a fucking fanboy." Right. You know. So. We need to come up with a new word, a different word that means that version of a fanboy, and I, I think I have an idea what that word could be. I'm gonna throw, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna throw <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw my word into the ring here. Okay. Um, just, just maybe you're thinking the same thing, maybe not. But the, the, the closest word in the English language that I can think of that is supposed to be what this is, it's just we've taken it as it's, it started to mean something just much more broad. Is geek. It's you know, and so like if you're an if you're an Android geek, Apple geek, Xbox geek, you're like you're really into it. And you're just really a fan of it. Like you're more than just a fan. You're like super all about it. Yeah. But it doesn't imply that you're negative automatically towards other things. That's the best word I can think of. But we've already sort of 
marginalized that word into just meaning a much more broader thing. So I don't, I don't, I think it's too late for that. I, I, well, I think that's true if it is said without the qualifier. If it's said, oh, you're a geek, or okay. or you're a nerd, those things can come off very much like. Like, you are less of a human being, right? They can. They can okay. come off that way. They can also come off and, like, oh, that person's, like, totally into, like, tech stuff or whatever. But if you put the qualifier on it of, oh, that's, he's an Apple geek or he's a tech geek or he's a whatever geek, I think then you're okay. Like, you, you are meaning uh, – you've now found the, the same meaning as what fanboy or fangirl should mean. It's a it's this fine line, though. It really is. I mean, it really there's, is. There's a fine line between being an – being like an, an Android geek, like I guess a better word, another like a uh, another word for fanboy or what we think of as fanboy is snob. You know what I mean? Like you could say, yes. you could call someone an Apple yeah. or or an Android snob because they refuse to use the other product simply because it's not like it's not that uh, it's not made by the other company. Yeah, the, the word fanboy now has come to mean yeah. in some ways, certain contexts. <laughs> most contexts. In most con yeah, in most contexts. <laughs> has come to mean what snob really does mean. Yeah. Or what asshole means. <laughs> yeah. Which is my yeah. nomination for that word. A lot of people are religion snobs. <laughs> those, those people who are, are the fanboys in the way that, that Charlie and Joe were describing them earlier, uh, they're not fanboys, they're assholes. Assholes. <laughs> I um I okay I see where you're coming from there. Um, I think I think you might have a hard time getting some traction on that. Um, yeah, I don't, just, think that, I don't think that phrase is going to be very uh, very widely used yeah. among everyone, unfortunately. Because a lot of people wear that as like a badge of honor. Like, that they're an of, asshole. Yeah, they do. Well, they really do. <laughs> yes. Oh, but, you mean as a fanboy? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that, right. Um, yes, that too. But yes, fanboy is where I is where I was meaning that to go. Um, there, there are some people that I mean, there, I'm sure I'm I'm almost positive I've seen shirts. That say like fan, they have like fanboy printed on them in various contexts. And, and see, that's well, a, I also see shirts that say Steve Dave printed on them. But you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 yes. So, uh, so I, I guess so. So, so okay. So we we've kind of established our group definition of the term. So, you know, as best as I think we're ever going to. Right. So, and, and I and I, let me just say that I think that it. I think it's a very sad thing that the word fanboy. Uh, the term fanboy or term fangirl has become this thing where it, it there's an there's even a negative connotation to it because fandom in general is a beautiful wonderful thing yes and it's very sad that you know part of the root of fandom you know that fanboy fangirl idea has been co-opted to mean what Joe said is a snob yeah so so on that note so then my next question is is how did how, how do people arrive at this point? And you know, so how, how does somebody decide? So, so at some point, it's not cool to like things. Well, <laughs> it, it, isn't, it, isn't, it isn't popular because, like, as soon as you start, as soon as people see that you like something or you enjoy something, you're trying to do something. The, the cool kids all would always like put down the nerds because that they, you know, they liked the, the, what they were doing. You know, that that type of okay. thing. So, it's, and it's so you think it, you think it's just a negative response towards that? Yeah, I think it's okay. always cooler to be the the negative, you know, to be so to be against something is contrary is cool. Be, it's yeah. it's always easier to be against something than for something. Okay, all right. Especially and, especially when you throw anonymity on the internet into the mix. Exactly. <laughs> when you said how do we arrive at the point, you mean how do we arrive at the point in where fanboy is a dirty word? Um, that that's a good question too. What I was more meaning is like so at some point. Like, you know, bringing it back to video games, it's like at, at some point, there is a point in somebody's life where they don't own any console. Right. And then so, 
Ever, any, any, and then they turn five, and they get one for Christmas. And so, so do you think <laughs> it's just a matter of wherever they start? So, I mean, uh, no, how how do fa- how do fanboys become? I tell you, the asshole I, fanboys that we're talking about. Oh, okay, asshole. Oh, how do you become the assholes? <laughs> yeah. Because the asshole, but until you said the asshole part, I was like, oh, okay, how did I become a fan of play? Okay, now that I'm, yeah. like, because like for me personally, like my, my first system was a like most kids that grew up in our generation was a, a was a Nintendo Entertainment System, you know, like old 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 NES, you know. Um, then from there, you know, I, I had and and there wasn't enough back and forth. There wasn't enough companies going around. To really have a preference back then. Okay. Um, Dude, I, so I, I'm a little bit older than you. But it's just a little. Am I first? Like a year older. I'm, I'm a little bit older, which, <laughs> by the way, matters for this conversation because it's I the time it that things came out. Sure. Atari so the and first, such. Yeah, the first, play, the first system I ever played you know, with. Oh, PlayStation. Uh, <laughs> the first system I ever played with was an Atari. And I didn't know any different. It right. was the first thing I ever played with. And I had no idea there was even another world or those little systems out there. Um, but I do remember there being a ownership bias in my mind. Because, at, that, at that age? Yeah, because somebody else I know had, what was the other one? The Coleco? ColecoVision? ColecoVision was the other one out there, right? And I remember going to somebody's house at like maybe five or six, and they had a ColecoVision, and I was like... What is that? And they're like, oh, it's a ColecoVision. I'm like, what's ColecoVision? It's a video game system. What? Why don't you have Atari? <laughs> like, I remember thinking that as a, at a very young age. The next system that I got, that, like, the Atari was technically my parents. So I, I, had, a sim- I had a similar thing happen to me. I, I, I didn't remember until you said it. Yeah. But, like, a, uh, I went over to my, one of my dad's friend's place. He had kids. And they, like, kind of, like, threw me in the back room with, yeah. the, with the other kid. And was, he had a, a master system. And I was like... What's this? Yeah, and I was like, "There's another world. This is awesome." And I, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, "This is garbage." I was like, "This is awesome." What other things are out there? You know. See, and the which is the thing. proper healthy response to that kind of scenario. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, we, I, I was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I was an asshole. The, the same thing happened to me with Nintendo, though. It's like Nintendo came out, and I got a Nintendo, and that was my first system that was mine, and. I had a shitload of games, and I played it all the time, and I went to a friend's house who had a Sega, and I was like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's Sega. And I, I I couldn't see any feasible reason why it was better to have a Sega. So for me, I was like, Did well, this is it? dumb. I don't want to play this. I want to go home and play Nintendo. Or I want to go play a Nintendo. Here's my theory. My, my theory is... I, 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 so... When when you, when you run into these situations of people being the kind of asshole fanboys that we're talking about, mm-hmm. um, it's always about stuff that's expensive, and so I, I, well, not always, most of the time. To and so, well, I mean, like you know, it's you know, it's most no, ba- nobody's you know, bragging about the the pad of paper they got or the fact the that they or the fact that like man, Taco Bell rules, school bur- screw Burger King, like you don't you yeah. don't you don't really see that. So, so what, my, my what are you talking about? <laughs> Burger King sucks. Taco Bell's awesome. Okay. Well, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Suck, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Just... I'm sorry. You picked the wrong example, sir. No, I'm just joking. Just joking. Go ahead. Uh, Put the knife at him. <laughs> so, so, Somebody handed him a Mountain Dew. <laughs> Always better than Pepsi. So, oh, man. And I gave you a Pepsi earlier. <laughs> I'm just losing all sorts of points right now. Um, so, so my theory on this is that you know, most families... 
you know, it's, you know, people who are like really hardcore gamers, like, you know, like the people in this room and the pe- probably most of the people who listen to this show have multiple systems. But that's not most families. Most families have to pick one. Right. And it's the same thing like, like you know, it's, you know, you see video game fanboys, but I, th- I think, you know, just talking about the term in general, you see that a lot more in like PC versus Mac or like Apple versus Android and things like that. And so, you know, those things are expensive. Very few people have more than one, like, one personal computer. They have to pick one or the other. Right. Uh, more, very few people have more than one tablet or cell phone. Um, you know, they'll have you know, one of each. Or, you know, you, you, most people stay in the same camp, and this stuff is expensive. And so I, I think that there is an intrinsic desire to need to believe that the choice that you made is right. Right. I think you're right. It's all about how you self-identify, right? Like, at some point, people stop thinking about themselves as individuals that own these things, and they start to identify with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know what? It has to do with the fact that when you... The things that you own, whether we like it or not, in in our modern world, the things that we own make us in some way. They're they're part of the makeup of who we are, and there's a a, a tribal bias and an ownership bias that comes with owning a thing. And I think the core of it, Charlie, is to what you said of it's just the fact that like the choice that I made was the right one. I, I want to be sure of that, so I, I will staunchly defend that. Right. But I think it's also the sense of belonging belonging with other individuals who believe the same thing you do and the desire that the people that you spend time with will share that same kind of value yep. and uh, or same kind of um, value determination that you have. Right. Okay, so, so we've talked about the term and what it means. We've talked about how somebody becomes one of these asshole fanboys that we're talking about. How now? So then, what what would you say? How do how do you deal when when you interact these 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 people in situations, usually online, whatever, maybe in person, um, when you when you get in a conversation with somebody who's just like totally irrational and you know they are one of, they are one of these people and like how how do you interact with them? I don't. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's the reason because I'll start. I'll start a conversation, and you know, like they'll they'll start like being. Usually, they'll start immediately being douchebags. Sometimes they'll let it go a little bit, but you know, like when someone gets irrational like that, and there's no talking to them, it's almost impossible to, and it's almost impossible to to get them to understand how they look. You know, there's no point in getting them con. No, no possibility of getting them any context. You just have to walk away from it for your sanity's sake, you know. Like, and that's why I, you know, like I personally hate it when people call me a fanboy um, when we're talking about stuff and we're having a, a half decent conversation or making what I consider to be a valid point, and somebody somebody just goes, "Oh, you're a fucking fanboy," you know. Like, I'm like, no, don't invalidate all of my like. It, that just completely invalidated everything I said. You know what I mean? Like. My what I say matters. You know what I mean. I, I say it for a reason. So I don't know. Like I, I have a really negative feeling towards fanboys because they okay. give a, a bad bad name to the rest of us. You know. You, you know, Joe. So at one point, Joe was a PlayStation fanboy. I wouldn't have considered myself a fanboy per se. Like I've never said any. I give I I give the persona of being a fanboy sometimes online, strictly for the fact that I get well. called a fanboy online. <laughs> so okay. So here's so I, Joe and I have been friends for a very long time. Okay. And we've been close friends for a very long time. And I, I will owned, say I, I owned an Xbox 360 until very recently. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, but Joe was definitely a PlayStation fanboy for a period of time there. What time? Because every response. When it came to anything video games, was PlayStation. And I didn't just say the word PlayStation. 
<laughs> it wasn't that bad. That was it. He just, he just said the word. He started talking about video games. He goes, PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> Sony. PlayStation. No. Um, he didn't do that, but he definitely had a huge bias that PlayStation was bias. the best thing. It was, it was the right thing. If it wasn't on PlayStation, then there's no, no reason to have a conversation about it online or in person. Um, however... That I think. How that, long ago was that? I, I would say maybe right around the time that you got your P. No, I would say when you got your PS3. I would say maybe two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. There was a period of time when you were just really into it, and that's well, there okay. There was a lot going on in PlayStation at that time. Well, hold on, that's okay. I don't fault you for that because I think that shortly afterwards you realized, like, oh, I'm becoming a broken record. I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm talking about the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. I need to have a more measured approach so I can actually have conversations with people about this. Yeah, nobody wants to... No, that's that's the thing. Is like, I, you can devolve into that if you're really right. into something. It's, and, it's easy to do. And on the flip side, I was the same way about Xbox, and I was the same way about Apple for a period of time there, where I was just like... No, I don't want to hear about what crazy things are going on in Android's world because, frankly, whatever you guys are doing is just behind where we are or it's a shoddy creation that Apple will just make better later. And that was just kind of my point of view. And for me at the time, it was less about the fact that, like, I'm right and more about the fact of, like, I don't want to waste time in that conversation. Yeah. I would say that you, you asked the question, Charlie, of what do, what do you do when you to deal with those people? Mm -hmm. And I think Joe's answer is absolutely right. You just... Don't deal with them. You just ignore them, or you move on from the conversation. It's yeah. clear, clearly, who are people who are coming in with that mindset? You're not going to change their mind. No, so yeah. exactly. no you're Why not. bother trying? They've already gilded themselves against it. You know. Now, what I will say is, if you are one of those people, if you are one of the assholes, fuck you. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm not sure if we're, we're allowed to use that type of language. We are. I, I, I don't. But this is a yeah. <laughs> it is allowed on this podcast. And actually, Gold will be thankful that somebody is swearing on this podcast. He has been. <laughs> Like the last couple of episodes, he's like, "Man, this episode is so clean without me here." <laughs> I, I imagine that, like, the second he's gonna come back on, everybody just mark this, mark right. this time signature because you're all probably want to come back to this for some reason whatsoever. I don't know why. As soon as Go comes back, here, he's gonna be like, "Hi, I'm on Gamerhead Radio." Fuckity fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, 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 fuck. Just like to make up for the last ten episodes that he's missed. I love that Charlie was just like, well, "I'm very clean." No, no. Char Charlie, just, I asked him the question, and Charlie just goes like, "Well, you know, you can. I have class, so I don't." But you know, like, <laughs> no, the point, the point that I'm making is in the last 10 seconds I have said oh, that yeah. word more than I have on every episode ever uh, so. <laughs> you've used that word more in the last few seconds than you have for the entire time I've known you yeah so. I just yeah I save it for when it's really important is right. all it is um, so what, what I'd like to say uh, to you out there that are one of those assholes and if you don't think you are the fact that you're questioning whether you are, you're one of those assholes. If you're questioning, if you're questioning, am I an asshole? You're probably not an asshole. If you're, if you're, the, if you're going like, I'm not a fucking asshole. You're, you're probably an asshole. <laughs> if, if, if people are repeatedly telling you that you're an asshole and you're saying I'm not an asshole, you Every, might be an asshole. Exactly. If so else is an asshole. You're now. I'm gonna take that comment and I'm just, just for context's sake, the reason that I wanted Mr. Joe Moeller here. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Joe, I consider you a good dear friend, and you know we've been we've been we've been friends for many years. We have not spent enough time in the same room together. I kind of wanted to get the perspective from you, sure, um, of over somebody who is called a fanboy often mm -hmm. that believes that they are not. And so, so what what I'd like to say slash ask is kind of it, it sounds like that the, the 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 time period I'm thinking of might be the time period that Adam you were describing, 
And the, the, the particular event that I'm thinking of, again, this is not putting you on the spot. I just, sure. you know, just for context sake, it really isn't, is, um, <laughs> is during the, uh, the press announcement of the Xbox. Flight. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to ask me about that. No, no, like... like for, for, for context for the listeners, um, there, to me, mm-hmm. the way that, that, that the impression of the, uh, the situation was to me is that you know, we had just, you know, we're all members of a group on Facebook that I mentioned before called the Players Club. And usually, when these press announcements happen, we're you know we're we're, we're basically talking about it on uh, you know in a in a comment on this in a comment thread on in this Facebook group as the event's happening, and so we're discussing it as it's going on. We had done the PlayStation One, um, no, the PlayStation One hadn't happened yet when the Xbox One was happening, but because um, the Xbox, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, are you talking about the the Xbox pre E3 announcement? I honestly or the I, E3 announcement. No, the, I believe mm, the I don't pre-E3 remember. Because so, if we're talking about the pre-E3 announcement, they, if I remember right, announced the. Did they announce the price point at that one? I I genuinely do not remember. I, I don't think so. I say I'm, I'm. Well, I remember them. I remember there was some there was some reason that the pre-E3 announcement seemed like. Um, it was the DRM thing, I think, that, that was going on the, at the time. There was the DRM thing, and then um, the, the other thing that, um, that um, had uh, elicited some responses from you sure. were um, about the, uh, the fact that it had like, multiple operating systems. And, oh, um, that, yeah, that, and was, that, that I just kind of like made an offhand remark about how that might slow things down, I think. I don't remember anything sh- else. Sure, but, but you know, that, that's the announcement that we're talking about. And so th- there were, there were okay. some comments... From from you that that felt very one sided. Did you have them saved so you can read them off? You know, I, I didn't. <sighs> this isn't this isn't quite that important. To me. Okay, but um, um, so you know, so, so there and there have been other conversations where you have been um, accused by members of the Players Club mm-hmm. of being a fanboy. That word has been tossed in your direction on multiple occasions. Sure. Now, especially now at this point in time, I do not believe that you are a PlayStation fanboy. Um, I'll, I'll take I'll take that in the positive sense of the word, but yeah, definitely not in the negative sense. I, I would correct. Say, as you're I plan on buying an Xbox One at some point because they've fixed a lot of the problems that I had with them. Yeah. So 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 I, the the only reason I'm mentioning all this is just just for context for the listeners, so that they can understand that you are somebody who's been in the position of being accused of being a fanboy, sure, and who believes you are not. And I am saying currently, I also do not believe that you are not. So. For the benefit of any listeners that have ever been in the position or might be in the position of being called a fanboy, mm-hmm. whether or not they, well, well, let let's say that they are not and they're just they're being some, called one and they're yeah, not. Yeah, like they're being, you know, maybe maybe they're being called that by somebody who is one of these asshole fanboys, and that's just a response. What is your opinion? How do you believe that a person that is in this situation should respond? You know, you're already in the conversation, so sure walking you're... away isn't particularly no, no, an I'm, option. I'm, I'm but... pretty sure that I've I've responded. Um, to one of, a few of these a few times on on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, generally the the best way I feel like to respond to something like that when somebody when you're having an actual conversation, so you make a good point, and then somebody pulls out the fanboy card, is to go like, listen, it, it's okay to have a preference. It's okay to like you you don't buy a cross platform game on all of your consoles, do you? Right. You buy it on the one that you prefer, and and. As far as like your choice of primary console, or you know what you use to play the uh, to play your your like which, I mean your primary console could be as simple as hey I like the exclusives better for this sure you know so you buy it um, that's kind of or you feel that one is geared more towards certain things sure. 
Um, like for instance, there was there was a period of time, and, and it was it was definitely true where you know Sony seemed like the one, like this to, at least to me the system like the Sony systems seemed to have better story based games on them, whereas like if I was looking for an action adventure type game like a, a just a crazy experience, I get that I didn't care about the story too much. I'd get it on like for instance Halo, I'd get it on Xbox, and that's why I owned both systems is because I wanted both worlds, you know. But uh, as far as what to say to that, yeah, like I said, just just bring up, you know, like it's okay to have a preference. I don't have, I don't put yours down, you know, so, so don't invalidate my com- or my, you know, my contribution to the conversation. Okay, I think that that's totally valid. Yeah. Adam, any uh, any contributions to that? What I will say, uh, I will give the point of view of somebody who was an asshole fanboy. Okay, was I was called too. was called a <laughs> fanboy. And was a you know was exactly that. Okay. Um, if you are sitting there and you're in that like you are that person and you know you're that person whether you want to admit to yourself person. or not, um, you can you can change that. It can happen. You just have to remember that when you start talking about the thing that you really really love, take a moment, calm down a little bit, and make sure you give other people a chance to you know to give their opinion, and then. Just make sure you acknowledge their opinion. That's all you have to do. If you acknowledge to the Android person who's telling you that Android is the greatest thing ever, uh, that, yeah, it's got some great stuff, but here, here's why I like Apple better, you will have a much better conversation than if you're just like, screw you, Apple rules, I'm out. <laughs> I, and yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent advice. I, I, I definitely agree. And all that being said, so... Um, I, th- I think we've covered all the points I wanted to cover in the conversation. Um, the, the biggest thing that I want to say walking away from is, is kind of the last thing that we were saying is that, you know, if just when you're having our advice to, the, uh, to anybody who cares to listen to it is just simply that um, if you are arguing a point, if you are arguing in favor of a product or service or anything, really just an opinion of anything, um, you know, it, it, the, the most important thing is just be respectful of <laughs> the whatever the opinions are of the, of the people that you're arguing with. It's entirely fine to believe that you are right. Just don't invalidate, you know, other people's opinions, and especially don't just like because t- to me it's it's almost like you know, you know how they say like the easiest way to like uh, like. The, the easiest way the, to win a conversation is to invalidate someone else's, or win, win a converse, uh, conversation. Well, Argue. yeah, yeah, but uh, you, you know, it's like it's like. Calling somebody a racist, it's it's yeah. a, it's like the easiest way to like like make them instantly lose credibility is just to accuse them of being a racist because right. it's like you know it's a, you know then they have to immediately go on the defensive and be like and, and and apologize and blah 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 you know it's like so yeah. I, I almost feel like calling somebody a fanboy is almost it's not that bad right it's not <laughs> that bad. <laughs> I, I but was looking at you going like, yeah. Are we post racial yeah. now? Is that what's going yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's in the same vein. And it's you know to the point of where it's it's just something that you're calling them just to invalidate their other, opi- exactly. other opinions. Exactly. Right. That's, as that's why it said, burns me. As Joe said earlier, um, a lot of times people will use the term fanboy to just invalidate everything you've said. Right. And, and, and that's not right. I mean, that, that's... It's gonna happen. Well, and to be yeah. to be fair though, if you're being a fanboy, like t- take a step back. Like if anyone ever calls you take a, a fanboy, my recommendation is that you take a step back. You read your previous comments. Yeah. You 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 read them as though someone else had said them to you about the other thing. 
Right. That's good advice. And like then, that. and then if 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 you think you're if you think that per, that person's a fanboy, you're a fanboy, and just own it. Like be like, yeah, you know what, I was, and, you know, I the to be, but but completely honest with you, these things are true. Like you know, like to just reformulate your you, you know reevaluate your position because you're you're wrong. You, you need to admit that. That's you know, grow up. <laughs> that, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Depending on depending on who's mm-hmm. saying it, it could just be an attack, but it could be. I don't know, almost like a, an opportunity for, like you just said, like a, a way to reevaluate what you've been saying and your and your and your attitude. Some self-reflection, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on the flip side, uh, something I just want to say before we we get done talking about this is, fandom in general is a awesome, yeah. wonderful, amazing thing. Absolutely. And if you if you are not fanatical about something, like there are a billion awesome things in this world that. Like try them out because there will be something that it hooks you, and it gets into you, and you can't get it out of you. Um, you know, there's there's 20 things that I yeah could, I, somebody could call me a fanboy about because I absolutely love them, and I, I think it's great. I love hearing people be passionate about things. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, I you know, no absolutely there. yeah. You must have loved the PS4 announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I was so passionate. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a way. That's a way to put it. So, okay, guys, good discussion. Thank you very much. Um, let's see what our listeners had to say about fanboyism. All right. So, our mailbag question was: uh, What do you think of fanboy girlism? Oh, j- just to be super clear, w- when we say fanboy, we are being gender non-specific. We're just going with bullshit. That. You're being gender specific. It's it's fa- it says fanboy, that is gender specific. Yeah, Adam. but <laughs> feminists are scary. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. That's actually one of the reasons why I said hey, fanboy, hey, fangirl so many times. Okay. Is, like, let's be inclusive. I think that fangirl, by the way, has its own connotations that come with it, which uh, are a little bit different than fanboy, and also not as um, also one of those things that like is not good. I don't hear fangirl getting kicked around too much. I honestly like I hear. I, I just just because like whenever I see a, a woman who plays video games, the the term that gets in any in any form, the term that gets always gets kicked around is awesome, like great, yeah, like, more of you, like yeah. But I do see I do see fangirl getting kicked around, and you know we talk about how fanboy tends to mean like something derogatory in the re- relation to that person being a snob or an asshole or mm-hmm. like uh, elitist in some way, and I see fangirl getting kicked around as in. Um, with the connotation of like uh, it implies vacancy or not understanding something and just oh, loving it for yeah. no reason, and I can see what you mean by that. Right, and I, once again, I don't think that's right either. I think yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think that we geek culture in general need to reclaim fanboy and fangirl from their their dredges. I like it. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. So, so we asked the listeners, what do you think of fanboy girlism? Is the term overused, or do people get emotional over games and need to call down? Uh, former host Mike Nemitz responds with "Motherfucking Nintendo," and then with the follow-up comment, "Ahem, I think fanboyism is just fine." <laughs> Sounds um, exactly right. We also got a response from Danny McClure, our friends, uh, our friend from over at uh, the Living Showcase podcast. Um, he says, um, "Well, first he says, I'm curious to know how Charlie got into ponies. Let's hear about that." Um, well, then he also uh, so I respond to that, but then he also says, also, I used to be a giant Samus fanboy uh, from Metroid, of course. Uh, I loved all the Metroid games, including Hunters and even Prime Pinball. Wow, that is a fanboy. Um, Prime Pinball was good, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was, it was also a bit obscure. What's this guy's name, Mike? Uh, Danny McClear. Danny? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, 
Um, then I started getting unhealthily obsessed with the character herself and t to a mild, creepy degree. Perhaps it was loneliness and being in a new town where I didn't know anyone, but I collected embarrassing NS, not safe for worse, pictures of Samus. He posted <laughs> this, so. Hey, it's on the public Gamerhead page here, oh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm presuming that this is all good to go. Um, but I collected embarrassing, not safe for work pictures of Samus for a solid week before realizing I was being beyond creepy. I quickly stopped and tucked that folder away on my hard drive, buried deep in folders labeled with innocuous titles. So he still has them. Yeah, is the takeaway from that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he still has them. <laughs> Fast forward to a few years ago. I'm show ah, here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm showing my girlfriend some early design work I was doing, and we went folder by folder through my old laptop. Being the goldfish that I am, I forgot what terrors li oh. lit inside the seemingly boring folder path. She was in charge of the mouse, and she found the Samus folder, sprawled on my monitor as Samus, touching her ankles and showing me... <laughs> read this ahead of time and showing me her plump morph balls that's what it says <laughs> oh man <laughs> needless to say i got a lot of strange looks and questions from my girlfriend but she's still with me today despite that incident and she's a much better okay and she's a much better lay than my left hand with a various suit drawn on in marker Danny, I feel like that was an overshare, but thank you nonetheless. <laughs> God, I had something to say, but then I, I, you started talking about the Samus folder. I lost it. Yeah, uh, it's gone. But hey, dude, that pinball <laughs> pinball game is fantastic. <laughs> You're very right about that. I was gonna say, I, I, before the whole Samus folder thing, I was gonna say like, oh yeah, that's that's just being a geek. Like you're a Samus geek. It's not like you hate all other space bounty hunters. You know, like you, you just prefer you yeah, just fuck, like Samus. Fuck and Dengar. Then, and then. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know if what's the name. I don't know if Lobo would look that good in, in that in, in that pose. Yeah, his his morph balls just quite aren't that. Um, well, they're different. His first of all, morph, morph, coin, <laughs> morph coin purse. Oh man. Um, so, it, uh, so those are the only responses we got um, to, to the question directly, except for Songbird's email, which I'll get to in a second. But Hey, it's your magical time-traveling editor, Technotronicorn here. Um, I do answer Danny's question about how I became a brony, but considering its total lack of relevance to the rest of the podcast, I moved it to the end after the outro music. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can find that there. Otherwise, here's the rest of the episode. Okay, and then of course, just like every week, our fourth host of the show, Songbird, writes in and says, Dear Technotron Dear Technotronicorn, Adam and Joel. I'm going to assume that the L is uh, a yeah. That's <laughs> okay. Your name's Joel now. You'd, you'd be absolutely shocked how often I say that to people. I say my name my name's Joe. They go, Oh hey, so Joel or Jim or James or <laughs> any other J name and I go like, No, it's Joe and like, okay, it's cool, so and then they'll say a different J name. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so in Songbird, you're you're in, you're in company in that. <laughs> uh, I probably mispronounced it last week or something. Oh, that's it's probably right. my fault. Um, so she says, um, I think the title of the term should be changed because it's gotten to the point that it's used incorrectly, pretty much like we've agreed. Mm -hmm. uh, one can technically be a fanboy slash girl, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're also a blind follower or a jerk to everything that's not a part of your group. It's actually kind of inspiring when I see how dedicated fans can be, but when that passion becomes poisonous is when the sweetness loses its flavor. Pretty much agrees with everything we've said, so yeah. absolutely. Um, so then she has some bonus questions for us. Um, I mentioned off-air before, so I'll just re-mention um, that um, Songbird always writes in with some additional questions for us to answer. Um, so first of all, um, have you, have or do you guys, um, have you guys or do you guys um, looked up or been shown interest in fan, fi fan fictions or fan art? And what are, what are your overall feelings 
with anything that you've come across. I love fan art. Um, okay. I, so, fan fiction. I'm, I, I'm a big fan of canonical things. Okay. And yeah. like, I love Star Wars and that. So it was, like, as far as fan fiction, it's a little bit harder for me to read that. It's not that I don't like it, or don't accept it. It's just that I. It's hard for me to 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 read to put my time towards, sure. but but fan fan art is easy. That that you just Google it and it comes up. Yeah, um, you can Google the other stuff too, but you have to read and I'm I'm lazy. Um, but no, I've done recently um, look up art for like uh, we play Magic the Gathering weekly, and I look up I play a sliver deck. Uh, Sliver's a hive mind creature. Anyway, I look up. Uh, I looked up uh, Sliver fan art, and just the amount of fan art is insane. Um, and it's and it's gorgeous. And some of it's better than what's on the cards. Yeah. I mean, to a degree. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, what's on the cards amazing. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's nice to branch out and, and see these things cool. personally. Adam. Uh, so I frequent the um, the hive or the hub of fandom, which is Tumblr. Uh, not DeviantArt? What's, what's, <laughs> not DeviantArt. <laughs> uh, honestly, Tumblr, uh, Tumblr is the home to fandoms. I mean, okay. yeah. Any fandom you are you ever into, you all you have to do is take a look at a few tags that have to do with uh, whatever the fandom is, and you will get plenty of fan fiction, fan art, behind-the-scenes stories, conversations. Like it, It's always awesome. And I have to say that I, it's not something that I regularly search out, being fan fiction or fan art. I'm kind of the same boat Joe is. Uh, I love fan art uh, to a certain extent. Uh, there is a certain level where I'm just like, okay, yeah, I've seen enough like people's other representations of this character, but right. some of that stuff will definitely blow my mind away, whether it's for Star Wars or Battletech slash MechWarrior or Magic or whatever. Um, fan fiction's a little hard for me to get into because I'm with Joe. I, I, I like the canon. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I really I, I want the official story, the official line, the few times that I have read some fan fiction, oh, uh, specifically, around, <laughs> specifically around uh, Star Wars and around the Battletech universe, uh-huh. um, I, I've been satisfied with it. What were you thinking I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Stargate Universe Season 3. Ah, hold on, I'm getting still there. still online. Yeah. So the few times I read fan, uh, our fan fiction in regards to those big franchises... Uh, the Star Wars one, I just kind of felt like, why did I waste my time? <laughs> it's all fan fiction now. <laughs> well, yeah, the entire expanded universe is now fan fiction, so there's that. Uh, for MechWarrior, though, it was very satisfying just because like, there's no other way for me to get a possible story there, and sure. I love that universe. The one piece of fan fiction that I have read and I absolutely love is Stargate Universe Season 3. Which is a show that only ran for two seasons. It's a show that ran for two seasons. And one, one, was one, it one of the writers? One of the original writers of oh, the wow. show okay. uh, decided that he was going to write the third season that they had already plotted out okay. the plan for. So he wrote the scripts for you know a bunch of episodes for season three. And that felt awesome to read. That's because that's as canon as you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. as close to canon as you could possibly have. Right. It was a writer from the staff... Continuing where the show left, literally left off, and they had already agreed on essentially where the story was going to go. Yeah, the outline, the outline of the season had already been agreed upon, and now, just never got created. I'm curious: is it written like a script, or is it written like a like a it's, novelization? It's written like a script. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's wow. like you're reading the scripts online. Oh, okay. So you can see like stage directions in a, yeah. in a way. Okay. Huh. Um, Interesting. The the writer has a weird affinity for Microsoft, so like hmm. Microsoft products show up a bunch in in there, which is <laughs> a little strange. Um, he pulls a surface out. How'd you get that? No. Uh, but, you know, 
Stargate Universe is, it, Joe and I have talked about this many times on What the Grok, but the Stargate Universe is one of the best sci-fi television shows that's ever been made, whether you like the Stargate world or not. Okay. It's just really well done. And when it went away, both of us Cried. Were, were pretty pissed off that it was gone. So <laughs> to have somebody continue it in that way was awesome. So that's my answer. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm with you guys. It's, but it's, it's not so much that... I, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, when it comes to fan fiction, it's very much that I do like canon, but my problem is that I just have a horrible memory. <laughs> and you can't remember what's canon and what's not. <laughs> Wait, what's the question again? Um, it, well, it, it just... It, yeah. Um, the, I don't know if this is something that only applies... It's, it's, it's a term that I've come across many times in, in talking about MLP stuff. I don't know if, I don't know if this is, exists in other things, but there's a term called headcanon, which yes, is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's official to you. Wait, what's that? You know, and actually, that's one thing. Once again, Tumblr, uh, if, if you're not on Tumblr, like, this isn't an advertisement for Tumblr. Seriously, it, it, if you have fandoms, go there and yeah. follow your fandoms. Okay. Um, the, one of my favorite things that comes through is when somebody like somehow ties together something that happened in one fandom to another fandom, and then the comment on Tumblr is simply, had canon accepted. And, yeah. and they're yep. so right. Like, yep. oh my god, that is perfect. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and that, that, that's sort of my problem, but unintentionally. Yeah, right. Because I'll read fan fiction, and then it's just like... Because um, you know, with, with various things, it's like there's 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 the canon, and then there's B canon, which is like comics and like other things that are like, I mean, they're like put out by the studio and they're officially right, licensed, exactly. but they will never be referenced in the main canon. You know, well, that's yep. why it's for, hard. for the most part. That's why it got harder for me to read comic books actually, is because it, there's so many like there's so many different kinds of X Men and like and, yeah, you know, that's it's actually the thing that like that's the reason I only read like maybe four comic books. Well, like Guardians, and and I tried to read Guardians after I saw the movie. I tried to go back and read and stuff right. like that. It's hard. It's really hard to get a lot of them digitally. You got to do the new one and yeah, and it, it's hard to kind of keep all the threads separate. Exactly. Those. But, Sorry, but, I cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Um, but uh, but again, like you guys said, fan art, especially like the fan art that I love the most is stuff where they like like cross um, like like cross uh, properties. Like, yeah, and do it really well. Yes, like, well, yes. The example that you have yeah, of, of right, my man. little of um, Starscreen or uh, Soundwave and oh, yeah. and DJ Pony and DJ Pony, yeah. like that. That's great fan art for both genres. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, she then asks, uh, one of the ways fans honor their idols is by creating an, an appetizing dish. Note, not the plate, but the food. So what would you guys whip up? So what dish would you make to honor some of the things that you idolize? Oh. Fish fingers and custard? So, uh, come again? Yeah, no. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a reference I missed there, I think. <laughs> that's you, a Doctor Who reference. Doctor Who. Ah, no. um, um, a food that I would make to like, honor... Like in, like if I was having a uh, X fan, like whatever fandom theme party, mm-hmm. what would I make? Right. Hmm. Uh, I would say that if I uh, if I had to devise a dish to celebrate a fandom of mine, um, and it was going to be video game related, keeping with the theme of the show, uh, I would go with something themed after Left 4 Dead 2. Okay. And I would do like a green meat and mash stew. Okay. Like when you when you shoot the blobs and they explode and there's like that green smoke that fills the air and it's all like gooey insides. And I totally, totally make a stew. So it'd be like a goulash almost. Yeah, yeah. like a stew that like yeah. r- is reminiscent Something of totally the inside guts <laughs> of of one of the of the bloaters. Okay. All right, I'll accept that. Oh man, I'm still thinking over here. <laughs> Uh, 
I'm going to take somewhat of an easy, uh, easy way out here and yeah. just say, like, you know, I'm, um, and also this is this is this is for Goat since he's not here. Um, you know, I'm not. You know, I, I I I am a fan of of Samus. I, I'm not the biggest Metroid player in the world, but you know, I do like Samus. Wait, and, um, was that commenter from earlier a real person, or was that was you? That just <laughs> you? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> definitely a real person. I promise you. Um, it is but, Charlie. Um, but uh, I, I we, you know, we won't believe you until you're both in the same podcast at the same time. Oh, damn it! It's like right. Falcon and Superman. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> How come you yeah, and Bing the Merciless are never in the same room together? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm still trying to come up with a host for next week, so maybe I'll give him a call. Um, <laughs> just to prove that we're not the same person, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, but no, j- just, uh, you know, I, like, I would have Michelle make, because I can't cook anymore. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I, would have, uh, I, would, I would kindly ask Michelle to, uh, to make some sort of a, a candied, Confection version of like her helmet or the morph ball or something like that. That's actually uh, like um, the morph balls as like uh, like Rice little Krispies. appetizers or Rice like Krispies. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That'd be really cool. My idea is totally impractical. Okay, um, That's but right. I would call it the bake animus. Um, Sorry, bake animus. You know the thing from uh, Assassin's Creed. The oh yeah, a- yeah. The animus. Okay. Well, this is the, the, called the bake animus. Uh, it's it's bacon on a on a on like a thing that you you shoot out like the blade. <laughs> and as you shoot out, it's a hidden bacon, bacon blade. It's a hidden bacon blade. <laughs> you shoot it out and then you eat the bacon. And then you retract it and it retrieves another piece of bacon from I what I can only imagine would be like a it's uh, more a of a cartridge. Pez dispenser than a hidden blade. I love. Pez. <laughs> I love that, Joe. <laughs> The bake, the hidden bacon blade. The hidden bacon blade. <laughs> this is great. The cannabis. <laughs> I, um, uh, patent pending copyright. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a delivery system than an actual snack, but anything with bacon's a win. One more question from Songbird. Yet another way to prove to the world that you're a big fan of something is to get a tattoo of it. If you had to get one of what you're currently big into, what would it be and where would it go? <laughs> Ooh. That's rough. All right, so I'm a huge fanboy for space, uh-huh. as in, like, the outer space, uh-huh. the thing where we send uh, robots and probes. The part and, that's not Earth. Yeah, yeah, the part, that, the part that's not Earth. Yeah, Just the part, the, all the parts that aren't Earth. <laughs> uh, so uh, I would totally get, um, I would totally get a, a space-related tattoo, and it'd, it'd probably be something, uh, ha- like, it'd probably be, like, a, a shoulder cap that is um, inspired by, like, the 50 space race, and has some hints of like some of the um the, the more modern stuff like the curiosity rover and things like that so i, just, I would totally do that just yesterday i saw a picture of a guy with a sleeve uh that's um like all that that it's like all like a like a starscape it had like nebulas and that's awesome stars and planets and it was it was beautiful so, yeah, oh, I, yeah i would totally sounds do like that. you would appreciate that I definitely would this is rough because i already have a tattoo of the thing that i'm really into what's that um on my on my arms, I, on my biceps, I have. Uh, I've kind of. It's kind of a mashup of things I'm into. Um, for a while, I was draw. I was, I was sketching designs. Like so, I got kind of got that going on on the arms, and then also I've always been into Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I've uh, I've gotten into. Uh, I was big into Zen uh, type, you know, like the like Zen literature, Zen stuff. Okay. So I got um, I got a I tattooed the I had the the design tattooed on my arm, on each arm, two designs, and then flanking those designs, I have uh, text in, I have a Zen-type text in 
uh, in the Star Wars script? Um, so let's see. What would I do? I should have been thinking my answer this whole time. You would have someone design a cutie mark all your own. That has been on my mind for quite some time, as a matter of fact. You should totally um, do that. Wait, what? What's this? Uh? So, okay, so each of the ponies, the symbol that they have on their flanks, oh. it's, ca- it's called a cutie mark. Gotcha. It, 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 it re- well, that's it, easy. It represents their special talent, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I've, I've been considering for some time getting, like, a, like a, like a circuit chip. Yeah, just say you know, circuit or, like, uh, or something like that. You know, something just generic technology on there. But um, you, should, you should have someone, like, literally make one, like, design one to look like theirs that encompasses who you are as a person i that's been on my mind so that, I'm, that would I'm, be cool i'm glad that this idea is seconded <laughs> um i I've, I've also been considering um getting the the main six cutie marks um as like an under wrist on your oh, side yeah. um just because just as like a reminder you know just yeah. as, never like, forget yeah like what like any anytime i ever get upset it's like what would a pony do <laughs> <laughs> which one which one yeah <laughs> so yeah so uh thank you songbird for the email we appreciate it as always uh, so before we go, of course, we've got a voicemail in from our wandering uh, barnyard animal. Let's uh, let's see what Goat has been up to. Hey, boys and girls, maybe. Do you have any girls on this meeting? Not sure. Well, I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's Goat. It's Goat Remote. Weekly thing, you know, kind of thing. Uh, another day off out in uh, well, in Pittsburgh for... Uh, a long trek to Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is going to suck. Thought it was somewhat snow, but apparently not. Um, everything's going great out here. Uh, and, you know, doing my thing and all that. Which I always sound so tired on these. I mean, my well, road. So, you know, that's, that's a thing. Uh, you, you did mention I was Hired last week. Uh, I had just woken up. And then again this week. So I'm, I'm much alive and not dying as Charlie thought I was. So, yeah, I mean, we got what, two weeks left, and you guys will have me back in person. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Good we thing. We'll find out. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Go, for checking in. We appreciate it. And yes, it is a good thing to know that you are still alive and well. And yes, it is a good thing that you'll be coming back. I need help. <laughs> I, I, Charlie's tired of having these scrubs on the show. <laughs> so, uh, no, not at all. We've been wanting to have you guys on for a while. We, we've generally talked about it for a while. Oh, cool. And, um, and uh, hopefully we can return the favor. Yeah, <laughs> as, man. We're um, actually going to ask you about that. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but um, aside from that, um, we'll go ahead and uh, close up the show here. Um, so, Adam, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like our listeners to know about? Anything and where you'd like to direct them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'd like to direct your attention to the other best podcast made in the Fox Valley area that's available on iTunes. What the Grok? You can find us at whatthegrok.com. You can find us on Twitter at whatthegrok and on Tumblr at the same name. And uh, you can search what the Grok with that's what with. What the Grok with two T's. It's not what he Grok. Not what he Grok. Or what the Grok. <laughs> it's what the Grok. Uh, on G-R-O- Stitcher and on iTunes. That's G-R-O-K. G-R-O-K. And for, for the curious, because the name isn't, uh, doesn't make it implicitly obvious, what, what do you guys talk about on What the Grok? Uh, what the Grok is a conversational podcast about pretty much all things geek and nerd culture. Okay. Uh, it's myself, Mr. Joe Moeller. And our friend Brian, uh, we we have guests. We have a fourth chair from time to time, not all the time, but sometimes. 
And uh, we talk about movies, uh, mostly movies, video games. No, it, not video games. Basically, movies. what we're into. <laughs> yeah, what we're into at the time. So mostly, it's movies, comics, television shows. We have gone on to games once in a while, but not usually. Like usually around E3 time or something. Yeah, usually around major announcements. We'll talk about games a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about books. We'll talk about uh, technology pretty regularly. Um, just uh, you know, it, it's like if you have. If if you like to talk about technology or think about technology and uh, and other geek culture stuff, but you don't have anyone to talk to, well then you can talk to us. And by I mean talk to us, I mean you can listen to us talk and talk <laughs> back at your radio. Yeah. Um, and uh, if this is something you do with your friends regularly and you sit around, well then uh, you can listen to us sit around and do the same thing. Yeah, and com- you know if you comment on our on our posts and you know or or write in with questions, you know we'll be glad to read them on the air. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as cool. I mentioned before. At WhatTheGrock on Twitter and WhatTheGrock.com. Excellent. Uh, Joe, is there anything other than that that you'd like to plug? Yeah, what the rock is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's it. That's kind of our passion project. So we, you know, we do it as often as we can. It's not, it's not as, as on good on as good of a schedule yet as Gamerhead, but we're working on that. We're waiting. We're trying to hit our cadence. So yeah, yeah. It's hard to find time that works that for is, everybody. That yeah. is the trick. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure, Charlie, when this episode is going to go live. Uh, typically, our episodes um, get uh, recorded on Sunday, of course, edited on Monday, and then are hopefully usually up by Tuesday. This one may require some more editing than normal, so uh, by Wednesday at the latest. But gotcha. Well, I, I would say that within. Uh, Within the next few weeks, uh, you can check out a new episode of What the Grok that is called our Christmas Spectacular, where we spend the whole episode talking about things that are geek and Christmas related. So, so I'm sorry, is it a musical? No. It, no, Aww. no. But there is music. It, it, it actually should. It probably should have. Wonderful, wonderful actually, Christmas music. It is kind of a musical because I sing at one point during it. We, Joe does sing at one point. Oh, okay. I'm in then. Excellent. <laughs> All right, excellent. For my uh, beer of the week um, this uh, past Thursday, yeah, Thursday, um, I had the opportunity to go to um, the release party for uh, Two Brothers's, Brothers's's, uh, Northwind Imperial Stout, um, which is their, um, um, well, their Russian Imperial Stout um, that um, that they come out with every winter, and um, it uh, should be hitting uh, store shelves near you. I know at the very least in the Chicagoland general area. I'm not sure how much they distribute outside of the area. I don't think very much, if at all. But uh, you know, if you're within the normal you know Chicago and suburbs, um, and um, if you're a fan of the darker beers, um, like we all know that I am at the very least, uh, their Northwind Imperial Stout is very very good. Um, if you happen to be able to get over to their tap house over in Warrenville. That particular night, they had a, um, and may still have, if um, if uh, if you get over there soon, a uh, version of the Imperial Stout that was aged in Cabernet wine barrels, mm. and so it was. I mean, it's it was delicious. And so if you, um, I have no idea if they still have it available or not. Um, I know I, I don't believe they have any plans to bottle or package it in any other way. So um, if uh, if that sounds even remotely interesting to you, and you're anywhere near Warrenville, um, head over to the Two Brothers Tap House over in that general direction. Uh, highly highly recommended. All right, and then um, I'd also like to once again remind the listeners about the Gamerhead listener survey slash census. I will be mentioning this many more times just to make sure everybody uh, is uh, reminded a sufficient amount of times to get as many responses as possible because really the entire point of the thing is to make the podcast better for you. Um, so if you could find the time, please, uh, just a few minutes is all it should take to go to survey.gamerheadradio.com 
and just uh, answer some general questions about um, what you think about the show, what you like, what you don't like. Um, it'll be your opportunity to anonymously, unless you don't want it to be anonymous, um, give us all the feedback that you could possibly want. Um, and we will be looking at every single response, and we will be taking it all into consideration as we reformat our show and um, and uh, get it and uh, you know take Gamerhead up to the next uh, you know take it to the next level. So um, you know it's um, you know it it would help us and it will help us help you. So uh, we 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 certainly appreciate it, and um, it'll make sure that you know if you if you enjoy what Gamerhead Radio has done so far, um, it will um, you know it'll it'll help just to make sure that 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 you continue to enjoy what we do in the future. Um, just to be so. Blah, blah. I can't talk anymore. It's very late. So <laughs> uh, just uh, just make sure that we know what you guys like and what you don't like. So uh, survey.gamerheadradio.com. Um, also, just wanted to mention that um, in three weeks, our, just like we did last year, our um, end of the year episode will be a uh, culmination and a combination of, of clips. Oh, some nice alliteration I just did there completely unintentionally of um, of um, the rest of our episodes over the course of the year. Um, so if um, if there are any particular moments over the last year that you are a fan of and um, want to uh, want to let us know what those were and so we can consider them for inclusion, please let us know. You can, of course, submit those to the same email, editors at GamerHeadRadio.com, or you can send it to any of other of our social media um, accounts, and uh, we will take them into consideration. Uh, more information, the better. Um, I don't expect everybody to have all the time codes memorized of their, their various clips, but um, if you can at least remember what we were talking about and around when the episode was aired, uh, that would be perfect. So, um, yeah, so uh, we can all look forward to that. Uh, next week, we are not entirely sure what we're going to be talking about yet, so I can't tell you what it's going to be. But keep an eye on Facebook and our other media accounts, and um, you'll, uh, well, we'll mention there as soon as we know. So there's that. Uh, so finally, um, uh, if uh, I believe that's everything. So if you like what you hear, you can find us at Facebook.com. We are on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. Um, I am T E K Charlie on Twitter. Uh, Adam, your Twitter account? Uh, I am Adam, and you can find me on Twitter at McAdams. Joe, Twitter? Uh, my Twitter handle is at Bazooka Camel. Okay. Um, you can find us on Google Plus, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, uh, pretty much every podcasting app, um, and um, whatever whatever social media function um, and uh, podcasting platform you happen to listen to us on. We appreciate all the positive reviews, upvotes, plus ones, uh, five star reviews, anything like that. Uh, it, it helps us more than you know. Uh, positive reviews help us rise in the rankings and make us more visible to other people looking for quality uh, gaming podcasts. So we'd appreciate that as well. Um, if you have any uh, comments, you can send those to editors at GamerHeadRadio.com. You can also call our voicemail at 949-26-GAMER. Um, the, uh, you know, pretty much Goat's the only one using the voicemail these days. So, um, you know, if you want to call us and leave us a message, just give us some feedback. Let us know what you think about a particular topic or anything. Uh, very good chance that your voicemail will make it on the show. So, um, you know, it'll be your uh, five seconds of fame, as it were. Um... I think that's pretty much it. This uh, this episode of Gamerhood Radio is brought to you has been uh, brought to you by the What the Grok podcast. So <laughs> definitely go uh, go check these guys out if you've enjoyed their presence here because um, it's uh, it's it's a fine fine show. Hey and uh, Charlie uh, and Gamerhead Radio, I want to say thank you very much for letting What the Grok invade Gamerhead Radio for an evening. Uh, it's been a great time and it's been a fun conversation. Uh, we don't get to talk video, video games much on What the Grok just because of the fact that. There is a wide world of fandom and geekdom out there, so uh, it was fun to focus in on one area for a night as much as we could. Sorry if we strayed <laughs> off topic a little bit there. Everyone's got their geek holes, and 
for these two, for the other two hosts on the show, video games is kind of one of them. Yeah, fair, fair yeah that's true. Next time I'll, I'll have a bottle of Ritalin right here. So. <laughs> As long as you got a bottle of whiskey to chase it down with, we're all good. You got it. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Since um since he asked and just because it's relevant about how I got into ponies, um I don't think I've ever addressed that before. So, <laughs> I mean, he asked it. But I mean, is no, it it, no, it's completely irrelevant. But um, it, it, it's relevant from the point of being a fanboy. Sure, sure. Because um, I am absolutely a, a pony fanboy, and in, in the non-asshole way, I like to think. Um, but um, it, the, the, it's I mean, the, the short answer is that um, you know, when I got into MLP, you know, the the bronies were very much already a thing. And you know, as I live on the internet, I was, I was, I became exposed to the term, and I, um, you know, I became curious in it. And I said, okay, this has gotten way too much traction. I really want to see what this is about. This is after the Reddit wars and all that other stuff. And so, um, or I'm sorry, the 4chan wars. And um, and I, I decided that I wanted to know what this was all about. And um, this, uh, at this point, the first two seasons were on Netflix, and um, I watched the first one. And then I watched another one, and then I watched another one. Before I knew it, I had been watched the entire first two seasons, and I was just hooked. So that that's how I got into to my little phone. So. Were you a fan of Care Bears as a kid? Um, my you know I was I, I wouldn't say I was a fan. Because isn't, isn't MLP basically Care Bears with, with ponies? Um, no, no. As not, far as like the the, the 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 what they're supposed to be, not. No, 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 not at all. No, sorry. See, this, is, this just shows the level of uh, the level of uh, what's the word I'm looking Unfamiliarness? for? Unfamiliarness. That's Ignorance. the nicer way. That's what I was thinking. Ignorance. I was saying that's. Uh, you said so the nice way. I got two Charlie. things. I got two things in this, Charlie. Okay. Uh, one, I have a young daughter, uh-huh. and uh, she really enjoys ponies. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter what episode or anything because she's just over one year old so she doesn't care what's on there she just thinks that they're cool and neat and she laughs at them uh but you're uh, man i am a huge fan of stories mm-hmm. and i'm a huge fan of television uh-huh. and i get sucked into any story if it's in front of me as long as it's well written and well acted and i will have to i have to say that i have been thoroughly impressed with my little pony friendship is magic um i feel like that that was that the sentence structure of that comment was very carefully worded all the way through. <laughs> it, was, it was very carefully worded. But um, but uh, but yeah, that is um, that is a um, a um, a testimonial that I will accept. Uh, seriously, it's, it's very good. In Can't, fact, it's it's so good that right now I wish I could watch the I wish I could watch the fourth season, um, but it doesn't appear to be on Netflix from what I can tell, and it wasn't uh, right now. It's not available on demand because. Thanks to watching my daughter and having that on in the background, I have been able to watch almost every other episode, and uh, you know I've been I've been impressed. Can I uh, ask you guys both a question? Yes. Do you guys ever watch uh, <clears throat> uh, Death Battle? Screw Attacks Death Battle on YouTube? Negative. No. Oh my God, that's all right. So what they do is they take they take two iconic 
characters and okay. pit them against each other in a battle to the death. Oh, okay. They've done, you know, they've done Batman versus Spider-Man. Did they, they do did, Batman versus Darth Vader? They did Batman versus Spider-Man. They did not do Batman versus Darth Who Vader. Someone that, just did Batman versus Darth Vader. Yeah. And, it was, and it was really cool. It was really cool. That was very cool. I did see that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they had, they had one that was Starscream versus Rainbow Dash. Oh. I need to look this up. Yeah, and and new should... Rainbow Dash is Rainbow Dash a new character? Or... Um, there was a Rainbow Dash in the previous generations, but the 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 the, 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 the current Generation Four Rainbow yeah. Dash, there's no relation. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, especially considering my iPad wallpaper is DJ Pony having a spin battle with with um, with Soundwave. I oh, mean, cool. yeah. So, nice. yeah, you definitely need to check that out. I mean, nice. like, we, can, we can do that after we record and you can see it, but it's, it's so, really not that long a video. I also, okay. uh, the second thing I had for you, Charlie, is I want to ask you, as a, uh, as a, a geek, a pony geek, mm-hmm. which I think is a better term in general, as a, as a pony ben geek. Ben Brony? Uh, I think, yeah. Okay. That's, and that's, that's, I mean, it's a too. socially acceptable has, term. Has bro. Brony <laughs> become a bad word to you no no not at all okay um there is i mean there yeah i, I never seeing it used negatively i mean especially especially when you when when you when you when you when i put on my hazmat suit and brace myself and di- and dive into the the horrible horrible world that is youtube comments yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and you know even even there when i see you know people berating you know be, like you know like when i when i when i watch like um you know, there's 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 one guy in particular. His name, uh, his YouTube name is Dusty Cat, uh, aka the Manliest Brony. Yeah. Um, he um he has a YouTube channel, uh, relatively popular. He goes to most of the conventions and everything. And um, I mean, this is a big guy. He's a Harley mechanic. He's got like a big old like you know uh like you know the big Fu Manchu mustache. I right, mean, like, right. This is a. You look at him, you see a man's man, but he is a pony fan like no other. And um, he um you know he he always has a, a ridiculous amount. Of disparaging comments on his YouTube videos, just because he attracts so much attention. Right, of course. And and and, and I, but I never see the word "brony" being used in a negative context. It's like an insult. It's always it's hmm. um yeah it, yeah. Good. I, it's I, just I, a classification. I, I believe, like, I I, yeah, I believe well, we have taken ownership of that. I've word. never seen I've never seen it used in a negative context. Yeah. I've heard people say it in a in an ignorant context, like "ooh, a brony," like. Like like oh that's something I don't know about and I'm afraid of. Right. But like right. I've never I've never heard anybody go like oh you fucking brony. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's I've heard Joe brony like. But that's, I have. <laughs> but I, and that's that's the reason you I'm have? asking is because I have heard people refer like use the term brony derogatory about bronies. Well anything would be said derogatory. I know. I'm just, and that's why I was that's asking the question fish, is like if you've had to experience that level of prejudice in any way shape or form. I mean I haven't but. You're on the internet. Are you sure you haven't had anybody go like? Well, I, I also am not. I, I'm also I'm also predominantly a lurker in, in a lot of these situations. Uh, I I don't I don't I don't get involved as much as sometimes I might like to, but um, you know it's um you know this is uh, you know we we went to a pony convention recently. We went to uh, Ponyville Cider Fest up in uh, up in Milwaukee, um uh, back in um the uh, it was the first weekend in November if I remember no second weekend in November, and um. You know the, you know Michelle and I, relatively speaking, you know this is this is this is looking at things objectively. You know we are we look relatively, I guess. I need to be care. I, I I I to be clear. I don't say this to in, in any kind of sort of negative way towards anybody. You else. say normal. We look relatively normal. You know, you com- mean, compared to not like dressed up in I mean, like, in full I mean, garb. Yes, we work in costume, but you, you, look, you look plain. Yeah, and I accept what you mean by that. 
And um, and uh, so we, you know, it's, it's also we're older. You know, it's like you know most you know, most most bronies and, and you know people in the fandom are younger than us. You know, we, we, there weren't a ton of people like in their thirties there. Um, See, that's interesting because I actually, for some whatever reason, I assumed that the brony uh, section of the My Little Pony fandom skewed towards that like late 20s yeah, I, to early 40s demographic. You know what it really is skewed towards and 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 the the thing that the thing that I like about it the most is that like the whole the whole idea I'm probably going to make this like an after the episode thing cuz this this has gone on longer than I expected but um Of course. Yeah, but uh, but but Who would have thought that question would be the best question? <laughs> um but um the um you know the the biggest thing about the, the you know the, the the pony show is just the the whole idea of love and tolerance and acceptance, and so the a lot of not all of course but a lot of the people that are attracted to it are people that um, have a hard time fitting in. You know your 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 typical you know you know social outcasts and things like that. You know mm-hmm. um, you know the uh, and you know just just because. You know, when, when when you're in that situation, I absolutely was in that situation in high school. I was I was not I was not at the cool kids table. I was as far away from the cool kids table as you could possibly be. Yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think all of us were in that boat. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, it's so it's it's to be to to find something that um, that you know is is when 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 you you know it, when how do I put this when when somebody is becomes a fan of the show and. They find somebody else that's a fan of the show. They can make relative assumptions that that they are going to accept them. You're, you're part of the same tribe. Yeah. It's but it's not even so much that you're part of the same tribe because like well, the people who are the show or... pe- pe- like people that are fans of like sports are a part of the same tribe. But yeah, you're but there's 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 a natural almost a, a, ah. a, assumed acceptance that's involved in people that that cl- that say that they're fans of my little pony because in, when, in, when, when when you when you own that and when you say like you know i'm i'm a fan of this show it's you you you're almost always it, it's almost a rule that that you then uh, adhere to the morals and kind of the rules of that world about love and acceptance and tolerance and everything which you don't find in a lot of other things and so you know that tends to draw in people that are more introverted and have a hard time this getting is, along with people and everything because they 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 have a very high confidence level that that when they go to the meetups or, or you know participate in message boards and everything that you're going to be accepted by the other people there because they're pre, is, predispositioned to be that way. Yeah, this is the same the same effect. Like if you were to go to like a, a Chicago Blackhawks meetup, you would assume that everyone there would be Blackhawks fans and not fans of. Detroit Red Wings, you know, like yeah, but I think what Charlie's saying no, because because that's the I'm saying, but the it's the same thing because that's the theme in the show, from what I understand from what you just said, is love and acceptance and stuff like that, like accepting people for for who they are, and you know that people are into the show number one, so they're not going to be like, oh, you hate you like the show, ha ha ha, they're going to be like. Oh, you like the show? Me too. Cool. Hey, what? And then because they're, you know, because of the theme of the show, you can generally understand, you know, you gleam what their personality is like. And right there, that's the key of it. Is yeah. because like you know, when 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 you know when if I'm a Blackhawks fan and I meet another Blackhawks fan, they can be a holes. Exactly. But right. it's you, like you can be from two completely different worlds. Right. And but you, you don't but have, you any, have something in common. You have no matching value system. Yes. No matching. No matching personality traits. Most likely. Exactly. Um. You just happen to have one little thing in common. Yes. Whereas if the Blackhawks were what, about love and acceptance. But, but, what, <laughs> which, <laughs> but what you're saying is that in the pony fandom, uh, it kind of, the fandom one 
is this is the right size to support what you're talking about, which is everyone who's involved is of cut from the same cloth of the same mindset. Right. But then two, just because of the subject matter and because of how niche it is, you are it's almost forced that everybody that's involved shares those val- that value system and that that those traits. Yes, and of course there are exceptions to every rule, but yes, yes. That, that, is, yeah. that is absolutely that's cool. That's, 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 that's really cool. Yeah, and um, you know, it's, there 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 are just so many personality characteristics of of of, of the characters that um, that I just I, I try like before I ever you know before the show even existed that I have tried to emulate in myself, right? And that I've tried to like you know themes of loyalty, themes of compassion, themes of. Um, you know, and kindness and generosity and things like that. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of these things you can find in like pretty much any kids show. They all try to have like moral systems and, and, and you know, morals and episodes and, and yeah. things like that. But, you know, the, the, the way that the main six characters, the main six ponies are, are written and just the way that their, their, their personalities are, you know, it's, it's just, it's just super, super well done. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. The writing is fantastic in that show. Yeah. For, for, for any, I mean, in case, anybody's actually still listening at this point if you have any more interest in in what i'm talking about and just or and have any in, more interest in like the history and the, the the genesis of everything go to youtube and look up the brony chronicles um it's a currently at least a two-part uh, about an hour long each um a documentary put together by a youtuber who goes by the name of saber spark and um you know the the first part goes all the way back to where pony started and um how and how it became to what it is today, and then how and the, just the whole genesis. I mentioned before the the 4chan wars. It it really explains how bronyism blew up into what it is. I mean, it covers it incredibly well. And so if you're if you're at all interested, um, Brony Chronicles on YouTube is is the best resource I can possibly think of to um to uh, to direct you to learn more. But um, anyway, so <laughs> cool. That's a very very long answer to that. Um, 